I'm ready to cut loose myself. Every pressure experience has to be sacrificed. You have to have that soldier attitude. I don't care what they do. I'm here to obey the apostolic commandments. I want to fulfill God's will for my life. Which is the favor that Jesus had from his father by being perfect. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Welcome, everybody. It's good to have a little prayer before we have the terror of the Lord. Prayer before terror. Amen. You get prayed up to get burnt up. You don't get prayed up just to get complacently satisfied that I'm good in my own brain. Prayer is not the practice of you and your religiosity. It's the practice of Jesus and His fire. Teach us how to pray. Well, you should already know you've been reading your Bibles for 2,000 years since Moses wrote it on the mountain. They didn't know how to pray at all. Teach us how to slay <laughs> the demons right. out of that nefesh by circumcision. Of the you know Lord why God. they asked him why they needed to learn how to pray? To pray, Because they'd watch the Messiah go up on a mountain every morning and do one thing, pray. And they realize we don't have a clue in the traditions of Moses, in the traditions of the Jews, anything this man is doing. <laughs> you understand that? So in the context of these are all good Jews, the 12 apostles of the Lamb, the greatest rabbis who've ever lived. Y'all know their, their names. But do you realize that all of their traditions, Jesus broke their boxes, and that's why they're always giving suggestions and ideas and plans and purposes, and Jesus would often call them dull, and are you still so slow to understand? Have you been with me this long and you don't get it? And what's going on with you, man? And then he says, get behind me, Satan, in another place to his one of his closest friends. And so it really reveals that man's tradition of the covenant religion, whether it be today Christianity or back then Judaism, is entirely false. And this is where it's a stumbling block to a lot of you that have human Christian tradition, even if you've been a Christian one week, like some of these big celebrities getting saved in Hollywood nowadays, they've been a Christian one week. But yet they'll still go right into traditions. They'll still go right under Jezebel's tower and learn from the false prophet of Satan and have all the things of God but become members of the seventh church of Laodicea in Revelation 3 if they don't learn from the Zadik of the apostles of the Lamb on sapphire stones. They're going to go into a place called Babylon. You read the Bible? Mm -mm. Two cities in Revelation. You're instructed by Tower of Babel, which is where all Christians are, according to Revelation, until they're instructed by the city of Jerusalem, above, your mother. You'll have a mother above or a mother below, which is your instructor in Torah. So it's called Mother or Harlot Babylon. So it's a reference to a woman 
in Scripture. So it's a teacher, it's a soul, it's a, it's a city. It's called a city, it's called a kingdom, and it's called a tower. It references ancient Babel, because it's now Babel the Great. So it has Nimrod, all the aspects of Laban's sorcery. We know that Nimrod was a great hunter, which means having the ability to hunt souls using all fallen angel abilities. That's what great hunter means, and great hunting has the appearance of praying. So it's the appearance of good, it's the appearance of piousness, it's the appearance of holiness, it's the appearance of the covenant religion, which today you all know is Christianity. We we got a hundred million of us in America right now that are Christians. There's a hundred million in the USA that say their religion is Christian. Okay, So it's very, very common, about one out of three, one out of four, says their religion, I don't care if you're Catholic, Orthodox, Russian, or Pentecostal, they say they're Christian. The issue is not that if you're a Christian, the issue is, are you being instructed by the Messianic kingdom of Jerusalem? See, the only way you can distinguish someone nowadays as a member of the Tower of Babel, or a member of the Tower of David, for the least of them shall be as David, it is written, is if they've been instructed by Jerusalem and the twelve apostles of the Lamb, are they men under authority? Such great faith I have not seen in all Israel. What was the great faith of the Roman centurion? That he was a man under authority. And some of you are going to manifest and just when you begin to manifest and you feel stuff irritated in you, you can calmly disagree with that demon in you and it will leave you for the angels of the God I am whom I serve are here today to help you come out of Satan and all the subtleties of Nimrod that has the guise of holiness, the guise of Christianity, but is actually hell. Okay, The great deception of Babylon the Great is hell pretending to be the perfect form of Christianity. And that is what Babylon the Great of this generation is. And that's why it's exceedingly confusing. Okay, Babylon is Chaldean also for confusion. It means great confusion. Babel the Great, Babylon-like pagans, all these references in Scripture. You can go deep inside the Hebrew, the Greek words and find revelation and glean the revelation of the Word of God that shows yourself a workman approved by Yadavave who need not be ashamed because they don't understand the Bible. Shame comes upon a person when they don't understand Scripture. That's what Scripture says. Scripture interprets Scripture through the power of the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ, through His blood and water, through Messiah. Okay? We need the Holy Spirit to illuminate the Word fresh and new. It's not a new interpretation. It's actually quite ancient. The new interpretations that you have, the new things to ooh and ah people, we haven't heard that before. Wow, it's so fast. It's not even that it's new. It's that it's ancient. It's only new to you, Usually because you're inside a system called Babel and the Tower of Babel's Christianity, which is all the charismatic things of God, yet still practicing the human being. Now, where is the practice of the ever-living being, the light being of Hebrews 1.3? You know, Yadivave, king of Shekinah, king of glory, is called light being. 
Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, that's what it says exactly in Greek, that Yarevave is the light being, the source of Shekinah glory light. Shekinah glory light comes from one man. One. One man. And he is a man. God is a man. Not a man like you. Not a man like this shell or this temple. But a man of light. That's why it says one like a son of man when you read scripture. One like a man. Amen. Who's that? The Father. The Father. And he does have flesh because the Trinity is one and his flesh is Jesus. But it ain't human flesh. In human flesh form, if you read the Bible, he says, Mary Magdalene, do not touch me, for I have not yet ascended to my Father. When he ascended to his Father with the flesh that Mary was not allowed to touch, then he took on something called celestial flesh. That's written numerous times in the apostolic doctrine of the New Testament. Celestial flesh is gemstone, sapphire stone flesh, diamond flesh, sapphire flesh, emerald flesh, chaya flesh. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> I tell you the truth. The original design of why Adam and Eve could live 970 years, or 930, excuse me, Adam lived 930 years exactly in human time. That is not a scribal error. It is the truth anyhow. 930 years, you say that's all he lived? No, that's how he, how much he lived after he came out of, out of eternity. That's a calculation accurately in human time measurements, which angels don't use. Angels don't use that. That's human time. Human time is completely different than angelic time. That's why when you get a little higher than the earth into the moon and the sun and the stars, they are for times and seasons. The times and seasons of angels, one day up there is like a thousand years. And it feels like it, and you act like it because you begin to mature at an accelerated angelic rate of time. Is it moving at the speed of light? Yes, it's speed of light, and it's also speed of thought. Because now your thoughts are his thoughts, which is tapping into his Light, as he's called, Father of Lights, plural, not singular. Father of Lights. What is the fathering of lights by Abba Father? The fathering of time. Father Time. You've heard of him. It's true. Well, now we got time on earth. We got time in heaven. Which timeline are you living in? The timeline set for you by the Messianic kingdom of the apostles of Jesus Christ, because most of you would just be under the sun in human time if there were not pioneers of planetary systems and constellations healing the luminaries by the practice of something called righteousness. Moving beyond elementary teachings, which you've established for 2,000 years of Christian doctrine, we're going on into advanced training. That's what it says, Amplified Classic. Hebrews 6, advanced training in a substance called righteousness if Yarevave permits, which means you don't have a say in it. Your human opinion does not matter, and that's something that we deal with in our human pride as men, especially women also. Men have such a stronghold of pride as the head of their house, the priest of their house. It's huge, man. It's huge. It's terribly 
terribly demonic. It's going to be a rough awakening for some of them when their <laughs> wives start walking in righteousness and have a higher, a better authority or than the they Or the children do. are the spiritual head of the household, and that's yeah. that happens often. The children, the kids, mm-hmm. are the spiritual heads of their household because their parents are derelicts. Right. That can happen. Yeah, the reverse of the curse of the fall un- will undo the curse of Eve being less than Adam and subject to Adam in that way of the curse of the fall. She'll be like Mary Magdalene, of whom Jesus drove out seven demons. And what did he say to the other men? Don't speak against her, he said, because I've made her like a man. How how is that? Man spiritually meaning spirit, which means she received resurrection in her spirit, her inner man. Because in Christ is written, there's no longer male or female. If you read in Genesis, what what's the curse? What are the curses of the fall? When you go up the sapphire stones and receive the circumcision, all of those curses of Genesis begin to be removed, which means the dynamic changes which means you live no longer an animal, human, cursed life. Progressively, as you go up sapphire stones, those things are removed. Going from the sweat of the brow to the fruit of the lips. What is the fruit of the lips? The Father is a vine dresser. What is living by the fruit of your lips? This is Torah. Let's go into a deep word study, understanding revelatory realm of Torah. So the curse of the fall is living by the sweat of your brow it is written and the toiling of the earth and the toiling of the rock and the toiling of the soil the toiling of the flesh so the person that toils is living apart from the sapphire stones of jesus christ that he walked on when he says i am the way what do you think he's talking about the ladder i am the ladder to the father i am the rungs i am messiah king of every rung of shekinah all the way to the throne of Father God in heaven. That's what he said. I'm the gate, I'm the door, I'm the way. Jesus Christ read letters throughout the Gospels. So what does that actually mean? It means that if you live on those rungs of the Messiah, you're not Mm -hmm. in the curse. Here's the problem. Fallen angels keep most Christians in the curse after they're born again. In the dust, in the uncircumcision. What is the dust? We talked about the dirt and the rock, the mineral level, dirt level. You're in the dust. If you're in the uncircumcision of sapphire stones, you're in Satan's kingdom of dust. And look what it says here in the book of Genesis. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all the livestock and all the wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. So if you're continuing to live your life in that dust, you're in Satan's kingdom you're becoming and you've become serpent food. So to not have those demons leeching off of you, devouring your lives and your livestock, your livelihood, all those things that you hold precious, you have to die to those things to come out of the cir- to come out of the uncircumcision. Crucify that idolatry yeah. of the heart. Let the word of God go in and just anywhere there's those irritations to the word of God, let it cut. And remove the foreskin, because until the foreskin and the membrane is removed, all that part of you is still 
Satan's territory, which means he's operating in your life, manifesting in your life. So one of the, what, what else was cursed here? Let's look at the curses. Mm. This is what's going to be reversed. The next thing that God said, I will put enmity between you and the woman. So if there's a serpent activity in the dust of your soul, which there is unless you're circumcised in that rung, that means there's enmity between what the serpent and the woman, but that's also enmity between man and woman, which represents enmity between spirit and soul. So there's enmity and strife in the dust between you and the woman and between your offspring, right? Abel and Cain, the offspring of the serpent seed line and the offspring, you know, Seth. And offspring can be fruit of the lips because yep. it's like the fruit of your mouth is mm -hmm. your offspring. You live by every word. So there's strife in your words and enmity in your words in your relationship still. That's the evidence of dirt and dust and snakes in your souls. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. And so that's the seed line, the seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent and the serpent will strike the heel. To the woman, he said, I will greatly increase your pains in childbearing. With pain, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you, right? That all of that there, the pain of childbirth, natural and spiritual, and the rulership of the husband over the wife, that inequality, it's the same thing in the oral tradition of Moses of the moon diminishing in light, right? The moon in the oral that's tradition. That's been Christian culture mm -hmm. for 1,800 years of dark ages mm -hmm. is the man ruling over the wife. But that's the fruit of the curse of the fall, men. And when Jesus <laughs> says, my equal, my bride, he's elevating not just woman, external woman, but soul. That your soul could possibly be a partaker of the divine nature, like the like a Holy Spirit. Well, just it's only in my spirit, and my soul's just trash. Just the, trash. The true trash. Garden of no. Eden, a visualization I needed to have right now is that God created Adam and Eve equal to His Son Jesus and equal to each other. That's tenth world realities, people. And that's clearly written in Song of Songs, my equal, my bride. So he's speaking about the original design of man and woman, that they're equal to Jesus Christ, who is God, and they're equal to each other. And that's why they wanted to kill Jesus, too, because when he said God was his father, it, it made him equal to God, and they wanted to kill him. That's the religious demon. So if you hear that, and it incites, you know, fear, oh... What's my wife going to do? Is she going to get out of hand? I know women tend toward blah, blah, blah. And it's all just animal judgment, animal versus animal, soulish, uncircumcised, Philistine activity, serpent activity. <laughs> What's the answer? The sword. You must die to the selfish nature, the serpent nature. Get the dust out. Get the foreskins and the membrane out. Take and then take the Torah. snakes out. Yeah. Any kind of serpent activity for all sin is serpentine, if you read the Bible. Mm -hmm. All sin, wrongdoing, iniquity, selfishness, individual interpretation, and religiosity and rebellion and lust is serpentine mm -hmm. in nature. Without the circumcisions, typically what happens, men will try to be in the purity of the eyes, and without circumcisions, guess what? You're going to be out of luck. You're going to be stuck with animal level 
external discipline. And then usually you'll have the female nefesh reacting to the sinful nature of the man with her own sinful lust covered up by religion. And instead of judging your own self with the word, letting the word judge and cut and go up in righteousness as a judgment, they usually go to Jezebel's tower for revenge and to try and control and manipulate and accuse and blame the man. And so all it does is perpetuate more iniquity and sin. And guess what? At that point, ladies, if you go to Jezebel's tower to bring judgment on your on your men in your life, your husbands, your brothers, your cousins, whoever it is, you will be doing more wickedness, far greater wickedness than they ever did in the lust of their eyes when they were trying to avoid it, when they were trying to do the external discipline, trying to do the right thing. And then if you go in that white witchcraft under Jezebel's tower with the appearance of good and self-righteousness condemning them and you don't have one foreskin of circumcision, you're a devil and a liar and you're a murderer. And it's worse than the lust. It's worse than the pornography that the man fell into. It's worse than the, the, look, the lust of the eyes. Yeah, that was adultery. It's not, oh, this sin and that sin. Well, shut up, you're a murderer. Yeah. You went to Jezebel's tower. You, you didn't go to, to righteousness. A powerful Satan god, and now you've become a witch of the tower mm -hmm. of Jezebel. And the temptations mm -hmm. often bitterness because yep. I'm wounded and because I was hurt mm -hmm. by a man or a woman or right. by a father or mother or any kind of human being. And in the in hell in earth in the fall, now I have mm -hmm. the right for to feel mm -hmm. angry and uh, and vengeance and you get into all kinds of demonic emotions right. and now you're you're augured by fallen angels at that point mm -hmm. and those are the hordes of hell marching in mm -hmm. final quest chapter one that are all charismatic christians that are all wounded therefore augured mm -hmm. by jezebel's tower yep that's why you got to get healed so what's the answer get up the sapphire stones get circumcised get rid of the self-righteousness the fault finding the critical spirit all those things to blame and accuse and point out the faults of others. What is, what is the nature of Jesus? He has compassion for our faults. It says he has compassion Amen. because he experienced the weakness of flesh. And even though he was perfect, he has compassion toward us. Understanding, he remembers that we are dust. We are made of dust. And so with his compassion, do you have compassion or do you have murder? Mm. Are you, are you aroused to anger? Are you aroused to jealous anger in a murderous way? Or do you have compassion? Are you in an intercession for the weaknesses of others? Are you forgiving their sin in hopes that they can beat that demon up and give them a hope to rise? Because the only judgment you can bring upon others that will help them is if you go up, you get the circumcision, get the speck, get the plank out of your own eye, and then go up in righteousness, and then maybe... Maybe you'll be qualified to help your brother with the speck in his eye. Amen? So exposing all the works of the devil and the entire curse of the fall and how the fallen angels, the clippeth, work, especially in confusing and enslaving the covenant race of born-again Christians, this is our job. This is critical. Bring all the works of darkness into the light. Brethren, I would not have you unaware of the workings of the evil one, it is written. When you begin to understand how the demonic operates using sorceries, principalities, powers, thrones, dominion, spirits of wickedness in heavenly places and in earthly places through blood and through augury, augury is the main thing 
that the enemy has used against Christians. It's true. Sorcery, divination, but it is written, Laban augured before God, in Hebrew, Yarevave. So what does it mean to augur before Yarevave? It is written, that's Torah. So a lot of Christians don't even know what augury is, but the augurs of Scripture were the ones devastating the covenant race. Mm -hmm. Devastating, ensnaring Jacob, our patriarch of salvation, for it's the kingdom of Israel in Revelation, our patriarch ensnared for decades through something called Laban the Augur. It means to use the serpentine dust in any area where there are there's a short falling where you're not God, where you're not perfect, like Adam and Eve are perfect, and using the dust of the serpent to have possession and control through birds, beasts, and reptiles in the invisible realm. Is it demon possession? Not always. It's oftentimes just sin possession. The demon can come in and out of the sin because that's his kingdom. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes you come into a church or you come into an anointed uh, group of people and the demon is just gone. It's just hiding around the block until you come back out knowing that your sins aren't going to be changed. You're not going to do any internal repentance. You're going to stay exactly the same because people are exceedingly lazy and refuse to change their inner man. So it jumps right back in and they get the... They gnashing at the teeth and at each other's necks and stuff when they get in the car and arguing over money and finances and worry, doubt, and fear. And you know exactly how it is. 51% of all marriages inside the charismatic church in the last 50 years end in divorce. Now, not all of them are arranged by God. Some of them are arranged by Jezebel. But the purpose of the wisdom of this is understanding the enemy's main thing is to divide and conquer and destroy through demonic involvement in souls when we're ignorant of how the enemy operates. Ignorance was the reason why the lamb was slain every year by the high priest. So every year in Israel, ancient Israel, they'd have the lamb that was grown in Bethlehem, they would raise them, graze them uh, in Bethlehem. They were the spotless lambs. These were the lambs for the Holy of Holies, where the, the lamb's blood was sprinkled on the Holy of Holies. Welcome to the Old Covenant for 1,600 years. They would raise these lambs specifically in a territory of Bethlehem. Okay, And then the high priest of the Levites would take that perfect lamb without spot and blemish, slit its throat, sprinkle its blood in the holy place understanding that that lamb, that perfect lamb, the highest grade of livestock in existence in the universe for millennia would remove the ignorance. Torah says one thing, the ignorance of the nation of Israel. Nowadays, you see that in Christianity, it's like, oh, I'm not ignorant. I went to all these little Bible schools and I've been, I've read my Bible 300. Everyone's a know-it-all nowadays because there's so much demonic reptilian pride everywhere that you can't find teachability or clay in the potter's hand rarely anywhere. They tune in and all they want to do is tell you how much they know instead of being a student of the of Word Academy. And that's the majority of believers that are filled with serpentine pride today. And until we wage the good Christian warfare against our own pride, your own pride, cursing pride spirits, cursing familiar spirits, cursing, condemning, and anathemating them, 
into the lake of fire through Jesus Christ's word, you're never going to have breakthrough. You'll never change. You could sit around the sons of God and those on sapphire stones for a hundred years until you start becoming soldiers. A soldier has weapons because it's learning how to fight the good fight of faith. Instead of fighting each other, instead of letting the serpentine dust turn you against each other at strife so that the demon spirit is successful in destroying your lives and the and hell wins, we actually turn against our own sinful nature, begin to form the Lamb of God in us, mm-hmm. not in a weakness, but in the strength of Torah, the Oz yeah, of Torah. You know what I say to myself? Come on! Whenever you feel like, oh, it's not working, do you think God's not working? What do you think about this whole situation doesn't work? The, the amount of unbelief in this method is the measurement that you don't believe in Jesus Christ. Who is he? He's the word of God. So one of the things, when I go to the Bible spa, I remind myself, I believe in the Oz of Torah. Mm. Now what is Oz? Is it, mm. Are we talking about wizard, the wizard of Oz? What is Oz? Oz is a Hebrew word that means strength. Yeah. Do you believe in the strength of the word of God? The man who wrote Wizard of Oz was a Jewish man. That's mm-hmm. half the thing is just Jewish wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so do you believe in the strength of the word of God? Do you believe in the strength of Jesus Christ? That's how much you believe in Jesus when you go to the word of God to put it in your eyes and ears for your Bible spell time. That's how much you believe in the power of Jesus Christ to work in you. To the measure that, oh, it's not working for me, it's not going to work. That's how much you don't believe in Jesus. Simple as that. He was the word of God made flesh. Do you believe if you ask that you will receive and you're asking with what? Pure motives. Mm -hmm. What is your motive going into the Bible? To read the Bible and listen to the Bible Mm -hmm. so that you can know it didn't work for me or so you can debate with someone about it later so you can prove your friends wrong or you can accuse it's somebody else's fault because someone did this, release this word over me and da-da-da. To get clean for the shepherd's enjoyment of your soul. (laughs) It's time to kill the snakes. It's time to cut away the foreskins. Until you get away, cut away the foreskin. That's why I'm not interested in delivering most of you with traditional deliverance. Not interested. Why? Mm -hmm. Uh, Do we look at, can we look at the sapphire stone chart? We have one on here. Sapphire, any of them? Yeah, that's good. Here's the thing. We talked about the circumcisions. See all those circles on the left? If the foreskins are there, guess what? That's dust. That's Satan's domain. That's Satan's kingdom. So if I come up to you and lay hands and that's fine. Get out. Loose. We like to do that. We like to kick the demons out. I like to see demons die every day. Mm-hmm. I want there we to be demon blood spilled <laughs> on our account. Let there be demon blood spilled on your account every day for the rest of your days until they're all dead and gone and burned and killed but only through the practice of righteousness do they stay out exactly with christ formed in you so if i just lay hands on you with your uncircumcision and and loose and that's that's fine sometimes you need that to help if it gives you an opening to go in with a sword to cut the foreskin because guess what next week the week after that these buddies these them and their buddies are coming back with seven more because what you still got a foreskin there so no, I'm not going to sit here and cast the demons out of you and, you know, if I give you a heads up about a demon assignment, that's not the apostle's fault for giving you a heads up about a demon assignment against you. That's, you're welcome, I told you what was coming, now deal with it, buckwheat, that's your problem. 
What? Oh, what are you gonna? Are you gonna help me? I told you what to do. Now do it. The instruction is all the help、mm-hmm. that heaven provides. Anything、Because、beyond that, that instruction is all angelic、uh, power. Here's the problem: a lot of people, Bible-believing, Holy Ghost-baptized people, believe more in the power of witchcraft, personal ministry,、yep. than they do in the Oz of Torah and the strength of the Word of God.、Right. Which means you believe in demons and Jezebel's witchcraft, and not Jesus Christ. Hello, wake up! Do you believe? Just burn that into your heart. Burn that into your spirit and into your mind. I believe in the Oz of Torah. Why it's a catchy, fun phrase, but it's the truth. Remember the truth that the strength of the power of the Word of God is powerful and mighty to deliver you permanently, as you allow it what to hurt that part of you, irritate that part of you that's demon possessed, and let it cut. Let it circum and ask for it. Don't it just circumcises like, oh, the human skins、yeah. that the father put over Adam and Eve in the fall. So the human、mm-hmm. skins come off your heart, your soul,、mm-hmm. your mind, and your strength, representing、mm-hmm. all of your internal and external organs. So it comes out of your bones and、yeah. marrow. It comes your epidermis, your touch gate、mm-hmm. begins to shine. You begin to glow. So every area where there is human skins, there you'll find Satan. That's his kingdom. It's dust. It's foreskin. It's dust. It's a dirt. It's animal activity. Human, prideful, fallen, angelic nature activity. So what do you do? We already told you. Take your hand. Put it on your spirit. Put the word of God minimum thirty minutes. Some of you need an hour a day. I'm going to be honest. Some of you do need an hour a day. Hand on your spirit. Word of God into your eyes and your ears. And why don't you just ask? What does it say in the Bible? Ask and you will receive. So why don't you just put your hand on your spirit and say, you know, pray to God and ask, let this word circumcise my heart. You know that's God's will. It's a question、will. of what is your standard of holiness in Yarevave? What level of holiness are you currently practicing in your life? Do you believe? Ask and you will receive. And you know you're praying God's will, which is cosmic circumcision. Or do you think God's a liar? You don't believe that's going to work for you because you think God's a liar. Now you're accusing God of being a liar. So repent, repent of calling God a liar. When you don't believe what God said in His Word, you're calling Him a liar. Now you're accusing God and His Word. How's that going to work out for you, Buckwheat? Not going to work out great. So repent and simply ask and receive. Come as a child, which means don't come with all those baggages. Complaints. You're secretly blaming God. You're secretly mad at、yep. God for what happened to you, and it's、Hidden、not、bitterness. His fault. It's all wormwood activity.、Mm-hmm. So sin is really just the heart holding on to the fall、Ooh. for excuses of past experiences. Oh, my bones are vibrating right now. This is crazy. So wormwood, the Bible says in Revelation, this is great wisdom of Apostle John.、Mm-hmm. Wormwood is all fallen angels and demons in one star. It's all the demonic's ability.、Mm-hmm. It's two hundred million. Evil spirits, demons, flying and crawling—all of them, all the different types of angels that fell. There's ten different types of, of angels, and all of them are in that one third. And Revelation says that one star is bitterness. They're all bitter because they're all fallen. They're all accursed, and there's no redemption for any of them. So they have all kinds of diabolical intelligence to get you into their kingdom of light because it is a star. 
It is a kingdom of light, mm -hmm. but it's false light. Beware that the light in you is not actually darkness. Mm -hmm. What were the Israelites to Jesus? Accusational, self-righteous, self-promoting, mm -hmm. and bitter. Eventually murdering him. That means that the star they were in was not the mm -hmm. bright morning star who created heaven and earth. They thought it was, but they mm -hmm. were in the star Wormwood. All bitterness comes from the Clippeth. Check out this mountain ranges picture. You should be familiar with this one by now. All... Okay, let's talk about wine. Jesus refused the bitter wine, right? Yeah. So, what does wine come from? Grapes. We know that grapes comes from what? Shekinah, which is a lot of drama. There's a lot of drama around the Shekinah. Shekinah, stolen Shekinah, mm. heights. Now look at this. Supernal fruits. Look at the Sephirot as the fruit of the vine. Understanding the way things work. Does God have the knowledge of all good and all evil? Yes, but is he a sinner with it? No. Why do we say, wait for the oral tradition training until you get to Hesed of Isaiah? Because you have to get the start getting the iniquity out, and that's your first taste of being made holy in Jared's interior castle. There's a lot of blood washing of the Lamb of God in that interior castle. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't have a pure spirit, you'll just build with knowledge mm -hmm. of the spirit upon an uncircumcised spirit. Mm -hmm. Now you're the biggest fallen angel in the world. Yep, because then you're still in the clippeth of the uncircumcision, which is Satan's kingdom, and now you're getting into the knowledge of good and evil, eating from Satan, and that's exactly what the curse of the fall was. So you're you're getting more and that's cursed Laban and more level fallen sorcery, while you La think you're Laban growing. augured before Yadivave, which yep. means that now you have the knowledge of the kingdom of heaven and the secret knowledge of the kingdom of heaven, mm -hmm. but you're outside the gates practicing it in magic arts. That's the black sephirot. Yep. So think of the sephirot like grapes. Each one of those sapphire stones, think of it like a big, giant grape of the promised land. But... If it's uncircumcision, there there's the, the grapes on the left-hand side, too. So, you've got a choice between these trees. And if you go with the grapes on that left-hand side of the fallen angels, of Satan's kingdom, of the uncircumcision of the dust, that will be bitter wine every time. So, yep. if it's bitterness at all, any bitterness, yep. it's 100% clippeth. And bitterness is really the highest form of pride. Yep, bitterness pitying. is the highest form of pride. A fallen angel of wormwood, yep. fallen stars. It's the uh, false light of religion in people. So what are you drinking? What's the fruit of it? What kind of... The sapphire stones, whether circumcised or uncircumcised, those are the seed. The seed of Cain is the seed of the engravings of the clippeth. So when Jesus Christ said it'd be like the days of Noah, he's taking out Wormwood, the star that fell from heaven, with something called true light and the water of the true word of its original form of the upper garden of Eden of Adam and Eve and Jesus Christ. And that true form is the teaching of righteousness to prepare you for the coming floods. Because all the false forms of the Tower of Babel and Jezebel's Tower and all the craziness you, you've had down here during the church age will be utterly obliterated 
I'm telling you, there won't be any survivors in the coming days. There will be no survivors. And when people get really, really nasty into some of that stuff, they get they get picked off early. Mm-hmm. They get taken out early. The Father will not tolerate this stuff during this time. We're entering the seventh day, which is the day of the Father's rest, through the teachings of righteousness, Daniel 12.3. It is written. So it's not the time of the enemy. It's the time of the total annihilation of the enemies of God. But we're not doing it physically like the days of Noah. We're doing it spiritually. That's why it says like and not exactly the same. Jesus Christ, red letters. Like means similar, but what's different about it? It was not going to be physical floodwaters. It's going to be the floodwaters of the true word of the Father. It's the flood of the scroll that comes down from heavenly Jerusalem of the twelve apostles of Jesus Christ. The apostolic scroll that lives on the stars, the city on the stars of the book of Revelation of Jesus Christ. When the, that city comes down the stars or down the path of lightnings, as you've read First Enoch, hopefully by now, you understand that that city is built on the stars. Its foundations and its walls are the names of the twelve apostles, which is those who have the instruction of Messiah and teach it accurately from the heavenlies. Not an earthly tradition like the Tower of Babel. That's what we're at war against. That's Antichrist Christianity that you have in every street corner in America right now. But the true, angelic, eternal gospel of revelation of the angel preaching, some kind of gospel, Bible tells you, the eternal gospel from the eternal realm of <laughs> sapphire stones. So that means that the earthly is the temporal. That's what's set up to be obliterated. That's what all of you need to repent from greatly or the coming waters of the true form of the eternal gospel that you think you have are, will be your judges. You've heard that Messiah said Moses will be your judges. I tell you the truth, that was his first coming 2,000 years ago. Now the gospel will be your judges in the beginning of the second coming. Truth anyhow, the gospel will be your judges. Here's the thing, do many people have an eternal archangel gospel? Do they have a gospel that they learned on sapphire stones in the heavens? Revelation 12, 12. Blessed are they who live in the heavens. Cursed are they who live on the earth. What standard is this apostle bringing? That sounds like some new age crap to me. That's Kabbalah. Living on the stars? We don't live on the stars. We live on earth and we go to church on Sunday and we try to be good Christians. Right? That's usually... How you deal with it, maybe not with that sarcastic attitude, but that's how most people react. They think you'd just be a good person. Now, I used to be a bad person on earth. Now, I'm a good person on earth. If you're still on earth, you're a wicked sinner. Pure and simple. If you're still on the earth, you're just as evil now as you were before. And you sit there and you want to justify, but I'm not doing this, that, and the other. Well, you went from doing it outwardly to now doing it inwardly because the inwardly is not cut away by walking on the circumcisions of the sapphire stones before the accountability of the angels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, that's the thing. You have to believe in the (laughs) sapphire stones. When you go up the sapphire stones, it's not just like when you're on Malkut. Let's go back to the women going into Jezebel's tower to attack the male Nefesh who struggles with the lust and they try and they just can't and they try and they fail and they, they succeed a little bit and then they fail. You have to believe in the power of the sapphire stones. That's the word of God. That's the Torah, living Torah that comes The power of the way. And it's an uppercase W in the gospel 
because it's the power mm -hmm. of Jesus standing up ten worlds high. He is mm -hmm. the path of lightning. That's where you're accountable, like you just said, to the angels. When you go up, mm -hmm. and people who are going up, they can testify. It's not like it was before on the earth where some things are tolerable and then you feel convicted and then you repent. It is so strict. There are certain things, the higher you go up, you go up if you deviate or go into those patterns, you will literally be so close to death. It's ridiculous. It keeps you on the sh <laughs> You'll straight feel the and fallen angel like the strongest you ever felt the presence of God because the mm -hmm. gates are narrow. Few find it. Yeah. Narrow is the way, mm -hmm. which means the protocol of feelings, mm -hmm. emotions, thought life, word choice, and actions. Mm -hmm. And if you deviate from the narrow way in the cosmic realm, mm -hmm. you will confront the most wicked spirits you could never imagine, and you will feel their feelings as it's written, this mm -hmm. is heaven, that is hell. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the accountability is at an angelic level the higher you go up. So I want to encourage you, women, if you have gone to Jezebel's tower to accuse your husbands or your brothers or any male males in your life mm. or vice versa. Sometimes it, may, it might be a little bit more rare, but I'm sure it happens as well. The men Ooh, go to Jezebel's tower to accuse their wives. You know, whatever it is, it's Nefesh versus Nefesh <laughs> and Black Malkut. <laughs> It's not worth the time. You see that angel just fly across? He has a lot going on Woo! tonight. Woo! Kill it! Man, that was like a Shred white. Him. That was like a white eagle just <laughs> dive bombing right through the center of my peripheral. By the way, I forgive wow. you for going to Jezebel's tower to murder your spouse and yep. to murder others. Listen, guys, mm -hmm. go to Jezebel equally no, to girls. Flash over there. And I know the, the angels were saying talk about the guys in Jezebel yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all your lust and sorcery and self-righteousness. Mm -hmm. Jezebel's Tower is the woman who calls herself inspired but is not a prophetess. Mm -hmm. And you, I have this one thing against you. Tolerate that woman, Jezebel. It's a toleration of those who use soulish feeling and emotional manipulation or carnal temptation, mm -hmm. but they don't actually act on it, so to speak. You just kind of use your senses and your eyes and your heart feelings and there's just an, an invisible adultery. Mm -hmm. It's in, it's some the more overt stuff is more Delilah. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's thousands of lust demons, and all the principalities are the highest pinnacle of lust, no matter what sector of sin that they are over. But all of these Jezebel spirits are sorcerers. Jezebel was a sorcerer in Scripture. Now, why does Jesus Christ say those that are intimate on her bed? in the red letters of Revelation. Because it's an invisible sorcery. It's an invisible intimacy with the sorceries mm. of a principality, of a dead woman, who was a queen of Phoenicia that married the king of Israel, Ahab. Her name is Jezebel, arch nemesis of the true prophetic Elijah, mm. Sandalphon. And we will terminate her completely into the lake of fire during these days. But this is the last principality that you take out that manipulates your feelings, your emotions, your desire for intimacy with the other sex or same sex or animals or whatever mm -hmm. weird thing that people are into. But it's all about lust and religion and self-inspiration mm -hmm. and thinking that you have rights. It, it works within the selfishness of the soul. 
thinking that you have rights to feel good or a certain way. This diabolical principality has destroyed, what does the Bible say? All the prophets. Mm -hmm. On her is the blood and the murder of every single prophet of all time. Book of Revelation, Mm -hmm. it is written. Which means you are dealing with a demon that hates you, especially Mm -hmm. when you start to get into the prophetic. And I tell you the truth, if you're on the earth, you're still losing an influence to this principality. You can't even see here clearly... Mm-hmm. until you're on the moon, but you haven't overcome her on the moon. Mm-hmm. Only in the sun is that thing completely cut away and mm-hmm. burnt off, but you still need, be, need to be aware and take heed that you stand lest you fall. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the wisdom. Let's talk about wisdom of the black Sephiroth. Oh, yeah, because you're going to need it going up. Where does Jezebel get her black wisdom of that Moloch. false love? Exactly, Moloch. Moloch. So when you look at the Tetragrammaton, Lower wisdom is Shekinah. That was the Phoenician head god of her culture. Yep. Moloch. Yep, that's her father. So when Shekinah, the father figure of Shekinah, of the Tetragrammaton, is what? Hakma, wisdom. It's higher wisdom and lower wisdom. And as the picture of the daughter in the scriptures, the daughter receiving adornments, the adornments of wisdom from Hakma. So when you have the false version of that, you have Jezebel's tower on the earth, of the lower hay, but it's, you know, there's a separation of the earth. You're not standing on the moon like you're supposed to. Those are supposed to be combined. So when you have the fallen interpretation of the lower hay, of the uh, the stolen glory of the Tetragrammaton, right? Everything in Satan's kingdom is based off of that same pattern. So instead of Shika- angel of Shekinah, yad vav that lower hay of Shekinah, you have Jezebel's tower on the earth, stealing all the worship and the glory and the prayer of the believers, because they're stealing it from the angel. They're stealing it from the Shekinah. They all augur before Yadavave, mm-hmm. which means mm-hmm. before the true path of sapphire stones. All the sorceries, mm-hmm. ten forms of Laban's witchcraft, are all done before mm-hmm. Yadavave. And where is Molech on the Clippeth uh, top right over at Hakma? That's the uncircumcision. So. The adornments of perverted wisdom, dark wisdom, black love, false love, all the the appearance of good, the appearance of purity, the appearance of perfection and brotherly love and all that kind of crap, that's the adornments that he gives to the false lower hay of the enemy's impersonation of the Tetragrammaton. And so as you overcome Jezebel and you get into the sun, Congratulations, that's amazing. Get it all burnt out of you. Amen. You have to first begin to overcome Jezebel to get on the moon and then to get all that crap burned out of you in the sun. Once all of Jezebel's Partner stuff... Partner with Elijah's sandal fun yep. today. Here is a key. Wage war. This is a key for Tiferet Transfiguration. Everyone's going to need this as you go up to go further. All remnants of Jezebel must be burnt out of you. Yep. All the thoughts, beliefs, emotional things, stuff from the past, once that's all burnt out of you... Those are the lies of false love that get out of you completely. Those are the blues, the false serpents of revelation, false revelations of glory and love and, and all kinds of stuff. All the principalities are in the star mm-hmm. wormwood, but they bring different character yeah, attri- attribu- attributes of sin out of that mm-hmm. one star, which is the kingdom of hell. Now, when you go up beyond the sun, after that, when you're dealing with false love, congratulations, now you're ready to deal with a higher level 
more difficult to perceive impersonation of love, which comes from Molech. But guess what? The yeah. good news is once you have the pattern memorized from overcoming Jezebel, understand it'll just be the same thing anytime you're on the right side of the Sephiroth getting circumcised. You'll know it's all more repentance from false love and lust. Lust that comes with the appearance of good and perfection and holiness. Anytime you're dealing with the left-hand side, it's usually going to be dealing with more of like pans kind of stuff, the labyrinth, the wickedness of the heart, mm -hmm. desires, yeah. and the kind of the blackness. There is hell, yeah. the clippeth. This is all the wrongdoing in the world and the mm -hmm. influence of hell, and we need to get it out of the mm -hmm. Christians because judgment or cleansing and healing comes first to the house of God. Mm-hmm. And they have interwoven mm -hmm. themselves inside all Christianity. <clears throat> so if you're on a rung that's on the left-hand side there, uh, you're going to want to restrain yourself mm -hmm. from harsh judgments against others and make sure you're judging others favorably, no matter how much they sin against you, especially if it's a brother or a sister in Christ. Whatever you got to do to judge them favorably and forgive sins, 77 times 7, that's what you got to do. Not being quick to judge when even unbelievers make mistakes regarding you and not to just get go angry. That's when you want Gevrot, restraint. Anything of the three on the top, those from top to bottom, left-hand side, so Bina, Gevra, Hod, restrain yourself. Anytime you're dealing with the right-hand side that's under <laughs> the domain of Molech, so you're dealing with Hakma, or you're dealing with Hased, or you're dealing with uh, Netza, any of those, you want to go overboard with strictness and severity as much as possible against false love. Anything that is the appearance yeah. of something that you desire. For a, most of attention. you rebels, mm -hmm. it may seem religious to you. Yeah, ten more towards that. Yeah. Ten more towards rigid righteousness, strictness, hatred for false love. Every single Some wrong of you have on the gotten right. so far into false freedom that, like, obedience is religion to you. That's how bad right. it is. So the right, you might deal, the right-hand side might be a little bit more difficult for you than the left-hand side if you tend more towards that way, but you can correct that at any time. That's the good news. You can always correct the behavior. Narrow is the way the to find life. Yeah. And few find it. Mm -hmm. So it is a balance. Yeah, you, left and right tempers you. You can't leave the protocol mm -hmm. of the angelic works. So listen, mm -hmm. Jerusalem is a city with walls, it is written. The walls of Jerusalem are the names of the apostles of the Lamb, which means inside the protocol of their teaching with angels. Mm -hmm. It's not just you down here as human beings obeying the apostles. It's you in the realms of glory obeying the angels of the apostles, right? Because they're all dead. They're all killed. So how can you obey dead apostles? Their angels are here. So obeying their angels is staying within the perimeter of the protocol of heaven and the city of heaven, Jerusalem. So it's also a scroll that comes down. It's not just the names of the apostles. It's a dynamic place. It's the promised land of the new covenant. So it's a scroll that comes down when you begin to live in that heavenly city by your accountability in your hearts, in your invisible person, which is the angelic part of you, the new creature in Christ, the second Corinthians 517 reality, that dimension of you, your spirit and soul, is inside the perimeter of the holy angels. What are holy angels? Patriarchs are holy angels. Patriarchs are holy angels. 
matriarchs or holy angels, mm -hmm. apostles and prophets that are dead are holy angels. Anyone that says otherwise is absolutely clueless to how the kingdom works because angel is the word for spirits. Are, were they of the first creation of Bereshit Elohim? No! Come on, man. But they were of the sixth day. And now because they have a testimony, which means inscriptions of obedience to obeying angelic instructions, guess where they go? To be with the angels. Amen. So now the whole thing about Christianity is you don't need to die to go there. You die daily on the cross, which, which is obeying the instructions that are irritating to your sins and pride and demons mm -hmm. and getting over your human DNA that's killing you right now and get into the righteous DNA of Jesus Christ that's trying to save you right now in every single word and it begins to bring forth the angelic in your lives. As you can see, we're with the angels, seeing angels 24-7 and it never stops. Why? Because it's an internal residency mm -hmm. in the city of angels. You have not come to Sinai where even if an animal touches it, it must be stoned to death. But you have come to holy Mount Zion, city of innumerable angels, Hebrews says. Which means you've come into the city of Jerusalem. And you say that nowadays to most people that have no instruction and no obedience. They think, oh, did you go to the Middle East? <laughs> did you go to see where Jesus died in Arabia or in, in the Middle East, in the desert over there by the Mediterranean Sea? Did, are you going to Jerusalem? Have you been to Jerusalem? No! <laughs> we live in heaven. This is the new covenant. Going beyond the veil into the realities of heaven, the book of Hebrews prescribes. That we're not practicing the dust of man's tradition of the Jewish religion or the Christian religion. We're going into the realities of literal heaven because Jesus died for us to live there. That's what the messianic kingdom is. And if you don't have that burned through your skulls and burned into your hearts, you might live in earthly Christianity wasting all the years of your life on garbage and dirt and sand and never have built one thing in the realm of the eternal gospel of the angels of God. That's why there's a desperation for you to come out of the dirt into the sapphire stones. What does it mean to build on the solid rock and not build on sand when the storms come so your house doesn't get obliterated? Did you build above? Did you build through angelic instruction? Noah's ark, days of Noah, you're in them was entirely 100% built by angels. The book of Jasher says, Noah never lifted a hammer. He never lifted a board. That each board of gopher wood, that even the centerpiece, that they put this big gemstone on the top of the ark. Read the book of Jasher. Jasher was considered scripture. And even the Old Testament says it's a reliable source in the Old Testament. So the book of Jasher is all true. They put a giant gemstone on the top of Noah's Ark. And it would glow and bring light to the whole Ark. You know what that represents? The Messiah, the bright morning star. True light saved Noah and his family from destruction. Of all the sorcerers that were practicing, the fallen angel taught sorcery and astrology of the book of First Enoch, that they were all obliterated. 
They were all practicing light. They are all auguring before Yadavave. It's Cain's bloodline. Afterwards, too. If you read about Nimrod, that's after the flood. They started doing the same thing seven times worse. Ham castrates his dad Noah. Cuts off all his genitalia. And became Egypt. Ham is the father of Egypt. Because he attacked physically his own dad with the knife. And he did not have much wine. He had like one glass of wine. It wasn't like he drank a whole barrel. And so that's why it was accredited as a curse to him forever against Yadavave. And that represents hell to this very day, Ham, who castrated his father Noah after the floods. So the severity of righteousness and a preacher of righteousness, Shem stayed with him. The ancients were around and discipled Abraham for 39 years, according to the book of Jasher. So when Nimrod's trying to kill Abraham, Abraham fled, and he's not Abraham then, he's Abram. But he fled to the only place on earth that Nimrod could not find. It's all written in Jasher. He fled to the cave in the house of Noah and Shem. And there he learned righteousness. There he was discipled for 39 years. So the calling of Abraham to be father of nations Father of stars and sands, the very promise of the Abrahamic covenant of faith, where the father of all the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to this very moment, of everyone of faith, that whole promise began through the instruction of righteousness from the ancients. So Noah, in his 800s, teaching a young boy righteousness of the first heavens of the old world, with even the book of Adam, the wisdom of the upper garden of Eden. He instructed him in the rungs of righteousness and the paths of lightnings and passed on the righteousness of the ancient world to the man Abraham. And so Abraham, God had entrusted him with all the teachings of righteousness, great and awesome, bringing him up into the high places and showing him all the stars. Do you think he was just going and doing a little star watching with a telescope? I don't think so. His spirit and soul would ascend. Mm -hmm. He would raise the standard in righteousness. I will give you all this. And yeah. it wasn't Satan. It was Jesus Christ that gave it to him. And then did you all ever read Genesis 6.16 in the Hebrew? That's pretty interesting, isn't it? Let's look at the literal standard uh, version. You make a window for the ark and you finish it to a cubit from above and you put the opening of the ark in its side you make it with lower second and third stories isn't that interesting make a roof for the ark some say make a window mm. uh, but you know let's look at the, 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 the Hebrew you are to make a Zohar for the ark finish its walls a cubit from the top and place a door in the side of the ark and build lower, the middle, and upper decks. Wow, and you think there's no Kabbalah involved? Yeah, right. You lost your mind. Yeah. The radiance of the appearance of the rainbow around the glory of the throne of God is a crucial part of building the ark. The Noah's soul and spirit, to practice righteousness, that means you're, you're up on the path of lightnings of Enoch. Mm -hmm. Okay. The path of lightnings was given to Enoch. Enoch walked with God and was not. And it's the truth. 
And so Abraham went up, or and Noah went up. They all experienced that Enoch's path. Okay, where do you think Jesus ascended to when he ascends in Acts chapter one? Mm -hmm. He ascended right up, right up Enoch's path. There is no other path. Nathaniel, you're going to see angels ascending and descending. They would already have understood in that culture mm -hmm. what he's talking about since first Enoch was considered scripture in the first century. So they would have understood they're talking about the path of Enoch. They're mm -hmm. talking about the path of moon, sun, and stars. We're so far removed from that ancient Christian culture mm -hmm. of Messiah and his apostles that this stuff sounds crazy to a lot of Christians right now. But you're the mm -hmm. crazy ones. Right. You're the ones that got to get out of the crazy Christianity into ancient Christianity that we're accurately teaching right. you every day. It's Amen. crazy to stay in the kingdom of Satan, which is in the dust of the earthen vessel of the flesh, which is uncircumcision. Let's look at that. Uh, let's look at that word in here. Strong six six seven two, Zohar T S or T Z O H A R, indicating righteousness with that zadi. Anytime you see zadi, usually that's going to in the beginning of the word indicate righteousness, or in some cases, like in the curse of the fall, or with dealing with Cain's nature, you'll see it's. Uh, the the word is changed slightly so that it indicates unrighteousness. But in this case, it's about the righteousness, the radiance of the glory of God. Uh, like Ezekiel, seeing that radiance, that rainbow, emerald, halo, the glory. All right, so you shall make a window. Let's look at the uses here. You shall make a window for the ark. Some people transliterate that window. Well, it's the radiance, the glow. Uh, Genesis 43, 16. Mm -hmm. They'll use it as in... you are to dine with me at noon. So another is midday, noonday mm. sun. Yep. Genesis 43, 25, coming at noon. At noon. The full intensity rest. of the sun. Second Samuel, uh, his midday rest uh, until noon, about at noon. It came to pass at noon. Uh, let's see, noon, yeah, noonday. This is really the sun of righteousness rising with healing in its beams. And so then you see Psalms 37, 5 through 7, and then NLT, noonday. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. He will make your innocence radiate mm. like the dawn. And the justice, which is righteousness, of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. So in there you can... Like the Zohar. Like the Zohar, like the brightness or the radiance. Innocence. And Noah was 500 mm -hmm. years old when God told him to take a wife. He was a virgin mm -hmm. at 500. 500-year-old virgin. You want to talk about innocence. And he refused to take a wife, but God insisted. Mm -hmm. Is there even anyone pure enough in the world to take as a wife? He, he said to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And there's one in the entire planet, mm -hmm. a virgin that he set apart for Noah. Amen. And that's from the Armenian... Uh, Translation of the Apocrypha. Yeah. Uh, Psalm 37, 6. He will bring forth your righteousness like the dawn, your justice like the noonday sun. And the verse goes on to say that God will make your innocence radiate like the dawn, and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. So that is required for ark building of those days, or in the days like Noah, oh, yes. which is today. Mm -hmm. Amen? You need to build with the Tiferet of Jacob Israel. Otherwise, you don't build on the solid rock. And if you're accusing <laughs> others and pointing out, fault-finding other sins, others 
uh, temptations that they've given into. You're looking and accusing and murdering others. You're going to Jezebel's tower and murder others. Guess what? You have zero innocence, even if you don't have anything to do with lust and you're in self-righteous accusing. And almost every single time what happens is that the lust is secretly in you, buried under religion. You'll be surprised when you go up. You'll deal. You'll find out later. It's all hypocrisy. Exactly. The human being in the dirt, in the dust, which is earth. Okay. So the first rung of earth is the realm of dust. It's all the valley of the shadow of death. The most diabolical thing of all time is practicing the new covenant religion, even with all the charismatic irrevocable giftings underneath the dust of the first earth. And we're just literally practicing the charismatic stuff under hell, which is likened to Israel in Exodus under Egyptian rule of Pharaoh and the sorcerers of Egypt. And that's the exact situation of all Christians on earth right now. And we say, I'm not building on shifting sand. The sand represents all the earth. Mm -hmm. The only way you're not building on sand is if you're instructed like angels, like the days of Noah, when Noah was instructed by angels, which is the word cabald. Unless you're cabaled like Noah was cabaled, all human ideas, interpretations, and opinions mm-hmm. of the New Testament, it's all sand, it's all Egypt, it's all earth. You're already being cabaled by the enemy. That's you right. remember the mountain ranges? The serpents here? have fully cabaled you already, and that's what we're dealing with in this situation. Did it come from God, or did it come from man? This actually isn't the best picture I could probably, but you gotta, you remember, you've, if you've kept up with us, you'll see you the other picture. You can tell the demons cabal people yeah. constantly. So the people that are living in the valley in between these two places we've talked about being at church, in religion, at work, whatever it is, did it come from God or did it come from man? Which means what? It either came from God's kingdom or came from Satan's kingdom through uncircumcised flesh. So it's either from God or it's demonic. Which means what? Everyone in the valley, even if they don't know it, you're already being cabal. That's right. Every you can't single be like, soul. 100%. No, one, no one in the whole world can be anti-Kabbalah. You're already cabaled. You already receive instructions every day. The dust flowing through Mm -hmm. the soul of the sinner on earth is cabaled by the sorcerers on black stones. We're just simply offering you an opportunity today to receive instruction from the heavenly holy angels who serve the throne of Jesus Christ who came in the flesh. God, hey, Vav, hey. So it's simply choose today whom you will serve, and we're presenting the opportunity to serve the living God who created heaven and earth. And so, hear, O Israel, the Lord is God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That oneness, that one white stone, is the whole ten worlds as one bright morning star. That's the real Zohar of Noah's Ark. It's Mm -hmm. Jesus, the way to the Father, Mm -hmm. a white ladder, Jacob's ladder, all the way up. But it is one. It is Mm -hmm. one path. And it must be completed entirely until sin is no longer mentioned anymore, which means until your DNA is regenerated in the genetics of Jesus Christ's word. Jesus Christ and these sapphire stones building on the solid rock of moon, sun, and stars, as it's written, ascend to the Father, I'm going to my Father, and they shall shine forth like the sun in the kingdom of my, of my Father. It is written, all of this sun, moon, and, and star path is how the DNA, through the teachings of the apostles of the Lamb, 
gets regenerated into the original form. That's the scroll of heavenly Jerusalem. It's a scroll of perfect DNA, which is not just you living forever in rebellion. It's the DNA of the original design of God the Father's mouth creating sons and daughters for His enjoyment. That's what Ecclesiastes 8.15 is talking about. Praise the Father's enjoyment, not your rebellious lust. Praise the Father's enjoyment, the purpose of creation, why He made man, why He made woman, for the Father to enjoy sons and daughters in His holy nature, in His holy garden of Eden. And not just above only, but also Uh below in all the different worlds he created for us to live in, all of them holy to the Lord. You know what I love about critical thinking skills and the curiosity (laughs) of the mind? Do you ever wonder why no other boat survived other than Noah's boat? Mm. Or do we just, oh, there's no other boat. Nobody had a boat. The angel of Yadavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavav
the rewards of the righteous one of Jesus Christ coming down sapphire stones with his rewards with him for those according to their earthly works, Revelation 22, that's a different reward system that we've never seen before. Oftentimes, people just been suffering. Now we're going to have righteous instruction. Now we're going to have the understanding of living on Jacob's ladder and obliterate all of our thieves and robbers of yeah. all of the black stones of the black sephirot. And we start to have the rewards of righteousness. That's when everyone and their grandma is going to want to repent. Right now, the rewards kind of looks like we're going to go to Joel's bar and listen to Brandon and Rebecca and glean a little bit because our experience is mostly human beings. In the future, you'll have the thing. Here's the thing. Because you're exposed to it now, buckwheat. You're held accountable for it now. You won't have that opportunity in the future because after hearing righteousness, if you don't act on it now, mm -hmm. you harden your heart. So you won't mm -hmm. be able to do it in the future. Yeah. As it's written, today is the day of salvation. In hearing yeah. the word of God, do not harden your hearts. It's because when you hear it again in two and three years, when you start to see this company and the rewards and taking over society, taking mm -hmm. over You'll the, no the music in industry, taking over Hollywood, taking over all mm -hmm. the nations and everything in them, you have zero. You have no ability to cross over because the chasm between you and us will be so wide. And that's how like it was in the days of Noah. It'll be like between hell that's and That's how it was in the days of Noah. So this yep. is why we have to be soft-hearted and mm -hmm. teachable now because that opportunity mm -hmm. in the future doesn't exist like the days of Noah. They came mm -hmm. and insisted, let us in. You're like, no, you just had 65 years of teaching because you rejected yep. the teaching then. You do not have an opportunity <laughs> in the future. And anyone that says otherwise is lying to you, trying to get you into rebellion. You're not on the Ark, and it's not a real Ark if there's no Zohar. Which, by the way, you gotta check this out. Uh, the root word for that is Strong's H6671 Zohar. So that's a primitive root, which means to make oil, to press oil, to press out, to glisten. So it's the pressing, it's the crushing that produces the oil. Oil for what? Oil for light. Mm. Amen. That's the Father's ways. He desires fruit, he desires oil, and he desires... Light. He said, let there be light. He wasn't playing. Jesus had to face the testings of the fallen angels constantly. Mm -hmm. And he passed every test. Satan is coming. Why did he have to keep coming? Because the fallen world was given to him by man and woman. That's why. The issue is, when the demon comes and tests you, will you have Torah formed in your heart and mind to pass your test so you can show the demon, I no longer practice the old world of the fall. I practice the risen one now. And you'll have the foreskin to show it. He'll be angry, frustrated with you, try to lie to you and tempt you, even then. But just insist on the inheritance of the upright of the firstborn of Israel. Amen. Amen. And uh, a little bit more subtle realm that most people don't usually see or maybe they see the after effects. This is some rabbinical wisdom. So this is understood by rabbinical wisdom, mm -hmm. rabbinical scholars of righteousness for a very long time. This might be news to some. If you're already conquering worlds, it's probably a little bit more obvious to you, uh, which is you, that's it. But everybody else, I don't know. You'll see. This is a little bit more subtle. Some people, th this is, let's see how to, how to show you this. Some people have some repentance, right? They've got a little bit of repentance, which means they have some of those sparks, what the rabbinical sages refer to as the sparks of holiness, a little bit. They've got some repentance, a little bit. They've got some studying of Torah. 
they've got some. So they know that they are not who they used to be. And they know they experience measurements of God. But what happens when they come around the Zadik? When they come around the Zadikim? When they get into the scholar demon, right? The competition, the strife, or let me just glean a little bit, but not sacrifice. Let me not mm. respect or give you know honor respect to the teacher. I am going to reject the sent ones of God. When they come around, what happens is they get into the scholar demon and thievery. And what happens is the Zadik, when brings its judgment, that puts out what few sparks of holiness they even had. So they think of themselves very highly for having very few sparks of holiness, which are completely put out by the Zadik when they get into the scholar demon and become an enemy of the Zadik or the Zadikim. And so what happens is they thought of themselves so highly, maybe they did have an apostolic calling. Yeah. Maybe they did have a true calling. Many called. But what happened? They had a little bit of repentance, a little bit of sparks of holiness, and they put themselves up so high. And then when they encounter the righteous ones that God has sent and chosen and put over his house and all the earth, and those sparks go out, that's what happened. There was a guy who died, his heart like turned to stone uh, when he encountered David. I think it was Abigail's ex husband. Anyway, they talk about his heart turning to stone. It was he mm. dies after rejecting and uh, yeah, not helping David. Zadik. David was the Zadik. He was a great fish, mm. right? And uh, so that confrontation, he might have had some merit, but you've got yeah, to be an idiot no to react yeah, to David good, that way. He was a good Jew going to church every Saturday. Mm -hmm. But how you react to the Zadik? Yeah, <laughs> is it the the rabbis? They talk about his heart becoming like a stone. Yeah. And so he just died like that. That's because, the really the biggest test that a believer has in life is the reaction to the Zadik and the Zadikim. Yep. Yeah, that makes me think of Ruth. Hero Israel, these are your Elohim. And he wasn't talking about demons. He was talking about the Zadik. Uh -huh. Judges of Israel. Oh yeah, we might get into some learning about the judges of Israel. If we get into, is it time for some pictures? Sure. Why not? I'm be burnt up. We've been in review a little bit this uh, last couple of days. That was a great review yesterday, wasn't it? That was good. We're learning and we're retaining what we're learning. And we're bearing the fruit of what we're learning. Amen? Compiling libraries of righteousness mm -hmm. in your homes. You're going to need it. Amen. So uh, this is from the current season. We've gone through some of these. But again, we'll go through these until we catch up to the new things. Remember, we want to start walking in what we've already heard, right? Be faithful, be true. Hold tight to what you already have. What does that mean? Just cling to what the only little thing you know and never change? No, it means don't lose the progress and what you've heard already. You're accountable for what you've been given already. So you need to live up to what you've already attained, which means that attain attainment of the teaching and the training of righteousness. Now you've got to live up to what you've already attained and start walking in it. Amen? Never go backwards. Alright, talked about holidays coming up. Dalit God. The difference between God's unity and idolatry is what just Dalit versus Resh. So it's very important, the details. Right, um, we talked about the jot and the tittle. 
That little difference there makes all the difference in the world. And the difference is what? Wisdom, which is first of all pure, comes down from above. Resh means poor, it also means evil. Head. And what you find is oftentimes some of the heads of the appearance of good, which is evil, is the poverty demon, right? So we curse the poverty demon, we curse the poverty spirit, and we curse all your demons of poverty so that you can walk in your Father's will. Amen. So the Resh, it looks very similar to the Dalet. The Dalet has a Yud at its upper right-hand corner. Dalet also means a door to lift up. Right, so wisdom. You can receive, even if you're poor, in one way or another, you can receive purity. You can receive wisdom. You can receive the training in righteousness. And that becomes a door, what to lift you up. Right, don't stay where you are or where you were when God found you. And he chose you. Dalit versus Rush. It is likewise very difficult to discern between the true Zadik and the false leader, the one who promotes God's unity and the other who diminishes it. That's the circumcised Ruah and the Yad of Hakma absolute. Right? What's the difference there? The Yad. Mm -hmm. Wisdom of worlds. How are you going to know? There will be circumcisions. Dalet value, silver. With his Ruach, the Zadik transforms the Resh, the Ruach, of idolatry into the Dalet of unity. Remember we talked about the circumcision of the Ruach, so you don't get into that golden calf idolatry of using the gifts of the Holy Spirit in your Ruah soul for the self-nature, which is what? This, the kingdom of Satan. So it's the sacrifice of your own use of the good things that came down from God in your own Ruah soul after the baptism of the Holy Spirit. When you sacrifice those things that came from God and you want Him more than the gifts He gave you, and you receive circumcision of the Word of God, then the gifts that you have will be used for fruitfulness and not just for the self-nature, self-promotion. Look at me, how many healings I did. Look at how many empty wheelchairs I have over here. Mm, so and then good. you have the spirit of Elijah that said, there was a lot of hungry widows, but we just came to one. Everyone else died of hunger. Why? The he only went of the kingdom instead of individual mm -hmm. success. Yep. There's a, oh, Jesus went around healing everybody. Well, how many of those religious Pharisees <laughs> did Jesus go around healing? None of them. He he called them, you know, they were, by John and Jesus, they were called a brood of vipers. Serpentine. Yeah. You come down Sons here, you can snake skin splash. But then you have people out here, all they want to do is go around healing religious Pharisees. So it's, you know, it's backwards, it's messed up. Trying to go, it's like trying to go save demons in the Valley Church. I bet you there's a hundred churches in America called Valley Church. 
<laughs> they don't have that horn demon logo though. Probably no. secretly in the on their witchcraft papers. It's in the Looks insignia. Of like a, a family frolicking through a field mm -hmm. on, their, on their website. Yeah, like the stock Google stock images with you know Trisinia. We value uh what's it called? One of the little keywords in there. It'd be like you have family first. Family first. Family idolatry first. Yep. Alright. And then the first thing they click on is free daycare program. <laughs> Get these little rascals away from me for at these least two demons. hours on the weekend. Yeah. These demon possessed kids. Free daycare. Mm-hmm. That'll that'll touch some parents' hearts. They're mm -hmm. like, but I need it, I need it. Mm -hmm. Go get your free daycare. Mm. Yeah, we talked about this. Satan's kingdom is the dust, which means if you're just down in the dust living on Malkut, guess what? Satan's kingdom. What brings you out? Mineral level obedience to the apostolic or the sent ones. What's from astonishing God. to most of this charismatic church is that all your charismatic activity is building on shifting sand in this generation unless you're standing on the moon. It yeah. really doesn't have any value even though you think it does, mm -hmm. and that's why it's so offensive. That's what Crystal Clear tried to tell Anna Roundtree. Yep. Like, hey, you're wasting your time, man. Stupid conferences. Building sandcastles. Total nonsense. Yep. And again, we talked about the circumcisions. Most important thing is your Torah study, your yep. Bible spa, growing in the internal inscriptions of the Word of God being written by angels on your hearts and minds. That's number one most important thing for every person in the world. Amen. Study the Torah. That's all you'll have in the Day of Judgment is how much of God's Word scribed within you. Everything else is obliterated. So you want great yep. rewards? Have great inscriptions. Yep. The only thing that can do this is the Torah. Amen. How are you going to see that? You're not going to notice unless you know ahead of time. They ain't going to ask about your conferences or nothing else. They'll just look for inscriptions mm -hmm. of his word and heart and mind. That's all mm -hmm. the demon looks at, and that's all God looks at. Mm -hmm. How much of God's word is inscribed in you? Mm -hmm. And you understand Tiferet, even though it's a star, that's why there's... It feels like an embattlement. That's a huge revelation for a lot of people because mm. they think it's about something else. So it's all about God's word, King of mm -hmm. kings and Lord of lords. Yep. Yeah, it's not about how many people you can go out and heal. It's not how many people you can proselytize. Nope. It's about obedience to the Father's throne. And since angels do the inscribing, it's only done in the invisible realm through obedience towards the instructions mm -hmm. you've received under authority. Mm-hmm. Right, so if you're trying to go out there and do strange fire, because I need to win souls, I need to win souls for the kingdom, we need to just... Here's the thing. You're telling God that his plan isn't good enough and that his plan isn't going to work. You're telling, you're essentially calling God a liar and telling him he's God's dumb. God's kingdom is not perfect. We'll go over here with the fallen angels. And maybe the that's, fallen angels way we can find more souls, you know. The freedom for the more. false rebellion and false authority that they think mm -hmm. they deserve through works. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. God knows in his great wisdom, that if you go up sapphire stones and you get circumcised of all this false light, 
you will be able to carry out in a greater measure his commands. So when you're obedient and you have the ability to receive instruction from the holy angels and to be without sin in greater and greater measure, the author and the perfecter of your faith, the realm of faith is a sephirot. That's it. Amen. So God's plan is you go up and you be made holy. The same thing he told the people of God in the Old Testament, come up the mountain and be made holy. No, we don't. God's going to kill us. We're afraid. I'll show you the highest way. Mm-hmm. It's above the sun where God is and mm-hmm. God is love. Yep. So he wants to do it his way, which means put down the strange fire, get out of Satan's kingdom, get the circumcisions, and trust in God's way. His ways are what? Higher than the human ways. It's the highway of holiness. Amen? Above the sun. Oh, she's Danish. Hallelujah. <laughs> Save it for our descendants. Heavenly I'd mana pastry. I prefer a blackberry Danish. Not really into cheese in mm. my pastry. I like the... Okay, so we got a blackberry. It had cheese and blackberry in it. It's... That's fine. To each their own. So, the one, no, the one not, we ate I'm the not other at day. Okay, so right now. We, we got this amazing cheese Danish that we shared the other day. you remember that one? The blackberry and I'm cheese Danish? The blackberry. I didn't like the cheese part. I kind of left that oh, on the really? plate. Oh. So I'm not a big fan it of came cheese in the, pastries. It came out in the, uh, in the shape of the shin. Not a leg shin. The Hebrew letter shin. It came out as shin. <laughs> or the Shiite woman. It came out with the four-pronged shin, which represents the world that is to come. The word of the world that is yet to come. Amen. Okay. Whoa. What was that? It came out. <laughs> it came out as the Shiite. That's probably That's ancient that Hebrew thing. for the dung. That's because there was so much cheese in the Danish. Because there was some, he had too much cheese that day. And that's how it came My out. My blueberry one came out as a flower. Yeah. Now, if, one thing about the gemstone flesh is there's no dookie. So the river actually comes from the bottom of Messiah's thro- uh, throne in the flesh, mm-hmm. it says. So that'd be the place of waste for a human being. But it's the place of the river of life, crystal clear and sparkling. So that's really what's being burnt up in your lives, is all the manure. It's true, literally. If you are experiencing the intensity of deliverance poops in your home... If they're talking back from the toilet bowl, like little aliens... Please flush them down into Gehenna. Hey, but you're my man! If you purchase... If you purchase... Oh, Wipe. If you purchase wipes for your deliverance poops, please be sure that they are flushable wipes and only flush just a few at a time per flush. Amen. And if you are having difficulties with your household getting deliverance on a regular basis and you can't stand the smell, Oof. please visit us at www. BB luxury we have special bathroom spray. We do have a bathroom spray for you and your family's deliverance. Great needs. joy. Amen. Because nobody wants to smell that crap. Amen. Amen. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Is it really the lamb? Sometimes we think we're doing a good job in God's kingdom. That's when they've been eaten by the pasture next to the <laughs> nuclear factory. <laughs> No, 
Johnny. Stay inside the sheep gate. Okay. He didn't Still listen. refreshing waters from the, the But I thought it was but it looked like plant. they were teaching something similar to what you guys teach. I thought, well, could you just check it out? But they were talking about like the same things. Oh yeah. Well, the ascension I tried to group, warn you, just Johnny. like you guys. Uh-huh. But I saw they interviewed in the on this show and they were recommended but now your on blood is chlorophyll. Mm, well, <laughs> you're gonna have to get circumcised. <laughs> All right, get your ducks in a row. All right. Ah. I always get giggles out of potty tech. Man, you guys are so mature. <laughs> That's why you can't study oral tradition yet. Is that really where we're at? It is. But it's fine. It's fun. It's, it's fun. We love kindergarten. <laughs> boop, boop, enjoy, enjoy the kindergarten journey. Be sure to grab a blankie and a cookie and a glass of milk. We're talking about the word, the gift of the word. Okay. Oh, yeah, so for those of you, if you took notes, there was a, a scribal error here to fix. Uh, bread is allegorical. Cake is madrashic level. Now, so those levels are both allegorical. They're just different types of allegory. So you don't, if you correct your notes from that, if you so took notes. I was really stumbling over that one. Yeah. All right. I think most people don't know, know what Midrashic is. It no well, we, have, we do have some hardcore note takers, so I want to make sure if we have any scribal errors, those are uh, rectified. Amen? Cake eaters. Every jot and tittle <laughs> corrected. Amen. Simple, allegorical hint, Midrashic and mystical. And again, we read that story, I think it was, might have been last week, we talked about the allegory of the man who only knew the kernels of wheat. And when he went into town, he encountered people who knew bread, cake, and pastry level interpretation of Torah. And he thought in his folly that he was master of all of them because when he asked, what's it made out of? They said wheat. So clearly he oh, knew it all. Don't confront that every single day in Christianity. Oh right. my God. Mm -hmm. That is like the stronghold of all Christian pride. Yep. So we have to have respect when bread comes forth, when cakes are made, when royal mm -hmm. pastries come forth. Those are like delicacies. The of the nations. Because the words... Come with the mystical royal mm -hmm. pastries? Let me mm -hmm. just sit down real gently. We talked about how much more light goes into the ears than even the eyes. It's powerful in the eyes, but it's very powerful in the ears. So when someone brings forth, in word form, a kernel, that means you can take that seed and plant it. Mm. And someone brings forth bread. Do you know how much more exciting? Have you ever smelled freshly baked bread? And I don't mean the cheap Wonder Bread. No hate if you like that. But I mean freshly Leavened, homemade. Artisan. Artisan. Yes. Artisan everything. Artisan bread with warm, like it's warm, it's fresh, with a nice salted butter or a little uh, oil dipping. Mmm. Just mouth-watering. level olive oil. 
Seventh heavens, it was olive blessed oil. Blessed by a Rabboni. Blessed by a Rabboni. Full of Shekinah. Hey, it's, right. it's dripping Shekinah. <laughs> and you're reclining at the table with Jesus, dipping like luxurious royalty, mm. as we have already established. That was mystical royal pastry. Mm. Wow. That's <laughs> last sub supper glory right there. Amen. So you have to have respect for the words that have been formed. What does it take to make bread? It takes sacrifice of self. Mm. What does it take to make cake? Sacrifice of self. T picking up your cross, carrying your own cross, getting up on the cross, and being crucified with Christ. Patience. Which means the those circumcisions are being done in you by the cross. It's and if the it way doesn't rise, it's thrown away. Yep. And so, what are the leaven? What about the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees? Because they have baked goods. But they're not good. They only have the appearance of good. We have a really great modern day example. There's wisdom in the world around us. You can see this. With uh, commercial yeast. Some of you might know about this. Whenever you're taking a grain, you can't really get the nutrients out of it unless you, uh, it, you plant it and it dies and becomes, you know, sprouts into a plant, right? So there are only two ways for you to get the nutrients out of a seed. Two ways. If you just gnaw on kernels, you're just going to poop it out on the other side. There poop it goes. Poop it out on the other side ministries. In one end and out the other. Or in one ear and out the other ear. Allegorically speaking, that's what's happening. So you can't just gnaw on kernels and expect your life to be dramatically transformed. It's mm. not going to be. Oh, Unless so the seed goes into the earthen vessel and dies, it's yep. not going to sprout up. So there are two ways... Kernels have what? It contains all those nutrients. So essential good. nutrients that if go you deeper. can access them by what? If it's a kernel, let it go into your spirit man and die. Which means forget about what you know and how you feel about that verse and its interpretation and blah, blah, blah. What people have told you under Jezebel's tower and let it die mm. and let it produce fruit within you because then it will grow up within you. So for every kernel, how do you unlock the nutrients? There's something in, in every kernel of seed. It's called, I believe it's called phytic acid. So there are these binding ingredients inside the design of seed, which means it makes the nutrients inaccessible to you. What does that mean? Inaccessible to you. It, it blocks it the nutrients. no nutritional value until yep. it grows and changes form. Yep. So there Just are like us. Exactly. So there are two ways. Sprouted, so you can sprout grains, or you can ferment and leaven them. Mm. Either way, it breaks down that phytic acid and allows the nutrients to be absorbed into the body. So that's either sprouted grain. That's why people like sprouted grains. It's not just a hippie thing. They're, want, they're desiring, by purchasing that product, to assimilate the nutrients, which are inaccessible in traditionally processed breads. So you can eat bread that's been processed commercially. Bread but wisdom. But you will have, you'll puff up. Why do people go on low carb diets? Because they're getting puffed up from eating so many carbs without the nutrients. So you hunger for nutrients and you eat more bread that mm. has inaccessible nutrients and it causes weight gain. Now that doesn't mean I'm not gonna go out and have, you know, something that's gonna be like that on occasion. Like you're not, this isn't a, a dietary regimen. This is for wisdom. Special occasions, they don't die prematurely. Exactly, exactly. You've had enough pizza, right? No one harms the body, it is written. So when you take uh, traditional leaven, like old-fashioned leaven, it takes time. It's not 
right away, couple of minutes. Commercial yeast these days, you pour it in mm. there, you wait a couple minutes, it pop, puffs up. Oh, that's the that's the that's the leaven of the Pharisees and the right. Sadducees and the leaven of Herod. What a it's quick. You don't have to wait. You could be impatient. I want it now. Tell me what the Microwave explain to me. Why don't I I didn't understand that. Can I don't you explain have to me years to hang out with Noah? Yeah. I got my own freaking plans got stuff for my to life. Do. This ancient I don't idiot. have time to wait. I need the revelation now. Dude, such Give a loser. He was a virgin to his 500. Oh man. Noah's way cooler than they'll ever be. Amen. And so, if you take traditional leaven, it takes time. You know, uh, the give us today our daily bread prayer in Ethiopian language, Amharic. You understand, those are the people who preserved the Book of Enoch for us. So, they do deserve some credit in their preservation of that glorious history. Because of those people, we get to read the Book of Enoch like it's nothing. They preserved a large amount of those scrolls and our ability to have that book. And so there are people in that group that will be blessed for being faithful to preserving that text for us. It's, it's really a precious thing. This value system of the bread, though, in these four different forms of Christians understanding the value of higher interpretation, of angelic, higher ranking interpretation mm -hmm. of New Testament scripture mm -hmm. is one of the greatest, most valuable lessons you can hear in the world today that will cause a total destruction of strife and competition and envy and even your individual interpretation that you've had in the past. Because mm -hmm. it's not like it was all or nothing, God or Satan. Usually it's in levels. Mm -hmm. And you have to understand these levels mm -hmm. Otherwise, you won't understand how you grow in Christ. Mm -hmm. Amen. And so we're talking about traditional leaven. So the Ethiopian people, they speak Amharic. When they pray, give us today our daily bread in their native language, the word in Amharic is injera. They eat that like literally every day. They use the bread to scoop up the other food to eat with. So it's kind of, think about like, uh, in uh, Spanish tradition, think t tortilla or Mexican culture. Tortilla is bread. Daily bread is tortilla. They put everything on it. They use tortilla, tortilla chips. It, it, bread is life. It, it's a way of life. Now think about that. So the uh, Ethiopian people who speak Amharic, injera, that's their traditional bread. And instead of using forks and spoons, they typically will traditionally take the bread and use it to pick up and scoop the food and eat it. So when they pray, they say, give us today our daily injera, because it's literally a way of life. You always, especially the, the Orthodox people or people who are in the traditional Ethiopian culture, that bread will always be around. And it's very delicious, it's very important. Uh, but what is that bread? They'll tell you some of their breads take up to three days to make. Three days. Mm. On the third day, it rises, <laughs> like Jesus. Amen. I love the culture is really interesting too in the language because the typical greetings, even amongst just regular people, has to do with proclaiming the Lord or blessing the Lord. It's an integral part of their language, which I always thought was really interesting. Uh, I had some people from that culture that worked for me, and uh, it was really interesting to learn about you know their culture. Like, oh, that's fascinating. So we were like blessing the Lord just by saying hello to each other every day. That's pretty cool. I hope that continues. It's really nice. And the sapphire stones was not just an external no, religious thing. We'll still have to dash them to pieces like pottery. Yep. Yep. 
Like, well, let me show you the real endurance. Oh, I balance. love your Ethiopian culture. <laughs> Bam! Here's Messianic Kingdom yep. culture of eternal angels. Amen. Yep, so... So leaven, we talked about sprouting and we talked about leaven. So the traditional leaven, it takes time. It might be an overnight, two or three days, but you have to have patience and you have to wait. Why? The yeast takes time to break down the anti-nutrients. Those phytic acids, those are called anti-nutrients. Every kernel of truth mm. of the word of God contains anti-nutrients when it's in seed form. Why? Because you're interpreting it at the simplest level of human understanding. So what does that mean? That means there, what, mm. there's a kernel, there's a shell to the seed. Treasures and jars of clay. Mm -hmm. So it's going to take time for the anti-nutrients to break down. That means either put it in your spirit and let it die, or what does leaven? Jesus established that the leaven is the teaching. So when you let these, this teaching from Joel's bar that we're bringing, the preaching and the teaching go into you. Usually at a pretty mystical level of royal pastry. Mm -hmm. Consistently. That's our favorite. I like cheese Danish. Okay. Or whatever. We have other pastries, pictures we'll get to. There are many. This could be souffle. I like protein bagels. Protein bagels are delicious. Cinnamon raisin promise cakes. Yeah, that's my. That's probably my most consistent bread item in the realm of the natural. Nice. Cinnamon raisin protein bagels. Which represents the promises <laughs> of the glory. <laughs> so when it comes to the word of God, the kernels are typically what you've dealt with most of your life. Even glory kernels, just something that people say, it, it's repetitive. It's a kernel. For it to be alive and active in you, which means the anti-nutrients must be removed, it has to grow within you, right? And this will also affect your fellowship and communication one with another. The deeper and the higher and more angelic your interpretation of Scripture mm -hmm. inside your souls, the different words mm -hmm. you'll use to communicate all forms of expression and communication mm -hmm. with your mouths until it becomes living by the fruit of your lips because all you got is royal pastry growing by the mm -hmm. word of God inside you. So the only thing that comes out of your mouth all the time is pure life. Amen. And That's that, really the heights of the angelic is that communication mm -hmm. which is represented mm -hmm. in the priesthood. A royal priesthood mm -hmm. is people that speak only living words from God. Mm -hmm. The royal pastry is the Zohar of the Ark. That's the food we have on board. Amen. Amen. Okay. We talked about Peshat, Ramez, Darash, Sad, forming the word Pardis, which means orchard, orchard of Shekinah. What is the Pardis? Peshat, Ramez, Darash, Sad, which on cosmic sapphire stones here, on the world view, world's view of Hebrews, uh, the book of Hebrews, he arranged the worlds in order. Isaiah, Yetzira, Berea, Absolute. So, these things, these teachings come down, Sapphire Stones, so yep. you can receive them in the teaching we give you from the heights on Sapphire Stones, but for it to really become an integral part of you, you have to start going up. You're really going to be able to have a, a good grasp and comprehension through experience of that word when you get to that world. The teaching contains the ability for the rising 
So write that in the comments. The teaching contains the ability for the rising, just like yeast. Without the yeast of the apostles of the Lamb, there's no rising to the heavenly Jerusalem on sapphire stones. Amen. So sprouting and leaven. Uh, just a fun little story. I used to have, I used to like uh, bread making, uh, bread making at home. And so for a while I thought I would make my own leavening agent. <laughs> and so I grew, I had this, I called it a creature because it was alive, you know. And I called it the Leviathan. I wanted a pet, you know, I've always wanted a pet Leviathan. <laughs> and I found that in the oral tradition of, of Moses and how it's connected to Levi. They talk about Levi and the Leviathan, how it's meant for play. That's the original design. Like, Leviathan, how it is, like that horrible creature that's going to be diced up for Leviathan sushi, and its carcass made into a cute tent uh, for the righteous to eat. You know, probably planning on having some behemoth burgers as well. Mm-hmm. Just a full barbecue. Ziz pate. Ziz pate, <laughs> Leviathan sushi, and behemoth burgers mm. on the menu. Probably some Better stuff for the lamb right there. Yeah. Yeah, those Jewish uh, promises they have about being able to devour their flesh for a um, for the marriage supper. So that's pretty cool Amen. prophecy. Jewish prophecies are lit. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so the original to intent. To them belong all the promises. Mm-hmm. It is written. Amen. All right. So I had my leviathan, and I would feed it daily. Uh, you know, you have to feed it the flour. You're growing your own yeast. Yeah, I did that before, and it, I made delicious bread with it. Hmm. it was so fun. You had a bread maker? No, I just made bread. Just in the <laughs> I oven? was the bread maker. Yeah, just you make it and then you. Old world. You make it and you put it in there. I like friendship bread too. You know where you get a start from somebody, they give it to you? You guys know friendship bread? Oh, yeah, and you pass the dough along? Yeah, the little starter. Yeah. Yeah, give someone, give you a starter. It was so good. I had a really good one, man. It was amazing. We're really kind of into friendship donuts around here. Friendship donuts, yeah. They come already finished. They come already finished. Glazes and sprinkles. Yeah. But I really liked uh, also if it, um, the, like the Irish sourdough breads and things like that. Yeah. Really Artists and everything, Glory. Delicious bread. I love delicious bread. It's so good. But yeah, the, let's see, the leaven. Toasted with some nice peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Some That's good what I'm honey. talking about. Got to be that raw, unfiltered honey, though, for me. You know, trying to get the. I'm trying to assimilate those nutrients to the maximum. I think it tastes better anyway. Yep. Honey butter croissant. Anybody? The food customs and the food culture, as trivial as it sounds, actually gets refined mm-hmm. significantly as it's written. Men ate the bread, or food of angels. Mm. So you actually change your diet as you rise on sapphire stones according to the angelic rung of your elevation. You will not be the same. The refinement goes up. Just like a lot of people make fun of the refinement of Buckingham Palace and the royal manners Mm -hmm. and the manor schools they go through. All of that is Blackstone Kabbalah Mm -hmm. because it's a refinement of fallen angel rungs. But the truth is, in righteousness, there is a huge refinement that the enemy is copied when you go up rungs. You're enculturated each rung mm-hmm. into more of the angelic of the Father's culture in heaven. 
here's the issue. Everyone's like, well, my culture, my nation, I'm black, I'm white, I'm red, I'm yellow, I have all these traditions. Well, you won't have any of God's traditions then. Right. You just rejected all of God's and insisted on mm -hmm. man's. You have to gradually repent of those, not all at once, but mm -hmm. as you rise, you'll want more of his culture. Right. That word enculturate is the apostolic. Right. So you want to hang around the angels, the holy angels, so you can learn to be like them. But how are you really going to learn and be around them? The higher level angels closer to the throne of God can only be accessed as you rise on sapphire Family stone traditions through circumcision. will be something that you deal with, even mm -hmm. at a, a very low earthly level. We say, mm -hmm. well, our family has had this tradition. Well, you need a new family, a spirit of adoption by which you cry, Abba, Father, it is mm -hmm. written. And you'll have different traditions above. And these are traditions of angels, mm -hmm. which the feasts of the Jews are symbolic mm -hmm. of, the, mm -hmm. the traditions of what the angels are doing in heaven in eternity. Right, or the Brit Malah. Uh, eighth day circumcision like that's a really good tradition to get into like hey there's traditions in heaven of what angels have been doing for a long time mm -hmm. the issue is the repentance in order to practice angelic tradition is the total rejection of the human being and the mm -hmm. human traditions almost no one has ever done it and that's why they've died as human beings in order to live and be an ever living being genesis says that god created adam and eve ever living and they became just human living, which is a very short time. Like, man's life is as a vapor, it says in Psalms. They didn't have a vapor in the Garden of Eden before the fall. They were ever living, it is written. That's what Torah says, ever living. The ever living is because you only participate in the Father's activities in the eternal realms. The reason why a lot of you are short-lived is because you participate with dead things in the earthly because you cling mm -hmm. to men and women's traditions mm -hmm. or family traditions mm -hmm. you're going to have to let all of those go in order to live on the sapphire stones mm -hmm. truth anyhow yep and also some people just needing to let go of the leaven or the yeast of the pharisees which in modern day that is the yeast of the christian glory stream teachings who are still under jezebel's tower that's the modern-day Pharisees and Sadducees, depending on their specific it's belief true. systems. They're under Jezebel's tower. So beware of the yeast of the glory stream and charismatic and Christian teachings online or in the church buildings who have not yet overcome Jezebel. Because what it does, we talked about the bread and the teaching, is the leaven. He said, beware of that leaven. Why? Because we would talk about the bread. It puffs up the bread, so it, it looks like bread, it looks good, smells good, but what's the problem? It's full of anti-nutrients, which means it's going to be detrimental to your goals on sapphire stones, and to be honest, that's just putting it in nice, you know, kind of friendly, wholesome terms, in invisible reality, it's been um, peed on and pooped on by demon spirits of Jezebel's Tower to a greater or lesser degree, so how much feces... It's like the croissants we looked at earlier, the burnt ones. What does it look like? Yeah. It looks like crap. They're eating magic spells. Yep. Oftentimes, they just simply eat magic spells. So that's why we recommend a pure diet of the pure inspiration of what the inspired, the Word of God, the Book of Enoch, Jubilee, Jasher. The higher the holy the angelic rung mm -hmm. that the instruction came from, the higher the quality of the food. Exactly. So now how does this work? This is really interesting. I think some of you will find this interesting. 
how did I find these realms, even though no one was teaching it in this way? Because the teaching is the leaven, so how did it rise without that teaching available? There are hints. What is hint? Remez, right? The hints. Like Bob Jones was able to leave hints of it. There were certain books, certain teachings. Even the God Inside Mind of Drunken Glory had a hint of what the next thing God wanted to do was. Every movement yep. that God ever did, that even if people went off into idolatry with it, had a hint of the next thing God wanted to do, especially the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Remez is a hint, right? There was a hint, the down payment. Down payment. So what did I do? This is what I did. I took that kernel, the seed, and I, uh, you know, what Brandon taught us to do was put your hand on your belly and Bible it up into the eyes, into the ears. And sometimes I would even speak it out loud to really put it in there until I felt like I couldn't anymore and then just let it go in the eyes and the ears. Because I knew the seed, he said, just put it in there like seed. Let the seed go in there. So the seed of those teachings, kernels even, kernels of the glory stream, I put it in my spirit and let it die. I put it in my spirit and crucified the mind and the heart and let it die. And what happened if you just blast, I found that if you blast all that seed in your spirit, you grow up like a tree and then you'll eventually come across the sapphire stones anyway. If you keep going after the things of God, you would find it anyway because that's the path and I find the path that I'm on and now we're all here learning righteousness. It's not by accident. It was you're growing in this direction. If you're God inside minded Mm -hmm. with little, you become God inside minded with much. Yep. And so now that tree, you can see Orchard of Shekinah, it produces fruit. And then inside of the fruit, which are the sapphire stones, the seed is the engravings, right? And the engravings produce what? It's more after its own kind, producing fruit bearing seed. You see how it continues to replicate. Mm. and you continue to go up and as you go up that's more fruit that contains more seeds so you start becoming mm. a great tree yeah an oak of righteousness the fruit keeps getting better as you go up Amen. the nutrients are better the soil's better the light's better the yeah. water's better everything for growing in mm-hmm. god is better and then bunnies can't kill you anymore that's what you're not just a little baby sprout is, or most high god it's, lofty it's a high and it's an elevation that this thing came down that's being presented for you mm. So you have a haute couture, you have a haute parfum, you have mm-hmm. haute cuisine. All haute means is high. Mm-hmm. So you have a high priest, a haute mm-hmm. priest. See, totally amazing how things can have elevations of highness, your mm-hmm. highness. Why? Because he's in an elevation higher than everyone else. On the rungs. And, the, and Jesus is a king. God's a king. He is a highness. Mm-hmm. Understanding those heights and highnesses are critical for becoming real Christians. Right. Otherwise, you can just say, "I'm a, I'm a king. I'm a queen. I'm a prince. <laughs> yeah, I'm a princess. My God, my father is the king of kings. You liar! You're just down rolling around in the dust and the dirt, eating poop. Do you really think that's royalty? Those Probably earthly not. elevations, those measurements are from demons, and they're all lies. It's like technically that seed of Malkut is in within you, but it's like a tiny little blip of light, like barely. It comes in the guise of equality and false love, like so. It's really easy for the uninstructed, uninitiated to receive it because there's no real. Uh, it, it's easy to receive demonic truth. Mm-hmm. 
So the demon comes in a way where it seems like, man, this is a great sound doctrine teaching, equality. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no equality on the rungs. It's just total nonsense. What it does is it suits the human nature, itching ears, seeking mm-hmm. teaching that the human being, the sinner, the religionist, desires. And so it's all lust-based and selfish. Mm-hmm. But when you get into the angelic rungs, it's all Christ-based and, and selfless. Yeah. <laughs> and the selflessness has all the Shekinah, so you go from glory to glory learning his ways. Amen. Good stuff. But what's interesting here I'm noticing is Asaya Yetzirah Berea Absolute. Royal pastry is absolute level. So Amen. we're going beyond Starbucks cheese Danish. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> really come Such along. a standard we have in this <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Look. Those things are literally a dollar ninety five, man. We've, we've, <laughs> but it's the it's best. Like one step up from McDonald's. I think McDonald's might actually be more expensive. You know, we come a long ways. Come a long ways. So if Royal Since living in the the dumpster. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and then so you got Holy Jim, Ghost. And you got somebody out there in the wherever just gnawing on kernels thinking they already know everything you've already said today it's like one step up from dumpster diving a grocery store's bread section yeah or like the generic (laughs) cupcake section you know those are pretty sketchy sometimes we used to get all the donations at teen challenge when i was there 99 to 2001 all of like the bakeries around town a lot of them not all a lot of them would give their baked goods to um teen challenge so we'd have cupcakes we'd have cookies we'd have bread we'd have more than we could ever eat and all those bakeries get tax write-offs from donating all of their goods too so we'd take it all and we we ate like kings in teen challenge oh nice i've never eaten so many pastries guys would come in you know toned and they'd leave like 30 40 pounds overweight All they do is and it's eat like, I carbs. got delivered. You had a full pastry section of fresh baked goods and pastries and donuts, anything, all you could eat all day long. You don't sure, even have I'm the sure energy to chase they anybody died around more anymore. From the the food at Teen Challenge than they did from the drugs and alcohol they're trying to repent of. He can't even be a murderer anymore. He doesn't have the energy to chase anybody around. <laughs> Problem solved. No, no, there's. There was words. definitely some of that. They just cross addiction from heroin to obesity Cupcakes. and gluttony. Now they're equally cursed now. You need to get up on sapphire stones and yep. eat with the angels. You need to repent of the donuts. Because only the instructions we... of the diet with the angels will have any eternal mm-hmm. good in your souls. That mm-hmm. is what the, the message is tonight. Only the instruction given by angels, that angelic food, will have any eternal value in your souls at all. All the things you do down in the dust and the dirt, it's vanity, vanity, chasing after the wind. It's all meaningless underneath the sun, right? Says the teacher. Everything under the sun is meaningless. But the wisdom of the ages is that you can right now start living above the sun through Jesus Christ in the realms of the angels. That's not something you just mature when in 50 years when you're apostolic. No, that's day one born above. John chapter 3. You must be born again. The word there says from above and start living in that angelic realm. Jesus taught that that happens the first day you become Christians. Come on. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's good stuff. Glory. 
That was fun, wasn't it? Yeah. Is anyone hungry for pastries after that? Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I'm so fed on the bread that's come down from heaven because I'm super holy. Mm-hmm. You guys go practice your gluttony somewhere else. I'm being separated from sinners. <laughs> Who's hungry for And he was tormented in his righteous soul. Who's hungry for organic sprouted artisan breads? Ezekiel bread has a scripture on it. Get your Ezekiel bread away from me. Freaking nasty stuff. I don't like Ezekiel bread. I think it tastes Mm. like crap. Roasted over poop. I tried to get into Briggs too. I was like, man, Briggs, it's got a scripture on it. Suck, you know, Third John chapter two. Blah blah blah. Number like, two, man, more like number two. <laughs> listen, you can drink your Briggs and you have your scriptural foods and whatnot, but it's all about the quality of the ingredients and the intentions that were put into the food. Mm-hmm. For the last several years, I'm not exaggerating. I love telling you guys this stuff because it makes eating fun because eating and drinking is how the apostles rolled with Jesus Christ for three and a half years. They went around celebrating and feasting in heavenly glory all the time. But listen... When you get into the glory of God, you can actually taste the intentions of the mm-hmm. people that made it. I can taste the mm-hmm. spirits of the people that make my food yeah. for many years. And if it's made with a bad attitude, if they're just doing it for money and they, their heart's not in it, it tastes bad. Yeah. Like I, I, oftentimes I literally can't even eat it. Yeah. But if they taste, if I taste it and you can tell this person really cares and they love culinary and they've put their spirit into mm-hmm. it and there's passion into it Mm. it's like it's delicious yeah you can taste the intentions of Mm -hmm. all elements in the natural realm with all food Mm -hmm. fruits vegetables your spirit man can go into the source of the Mm -hmm. intentions of the growing of everything that you feed your Mm -hmm. bodies the temples of the holy spirit with the worst is when they just can't wait to clock out that flavor is horrendous like can't even eat it so it's like, if that's your attitude as a supposed Christian going to work, I just can't wait to clock out and get out of here. You're literally putting that nasty demon into everything you do. And you probably, how are the angels going to promote you? You're only signing up for demotion and decrease in finance and everything to go horrible for you because you're not putting any passion. Well, because I'm just stuck here. What? Here's the thing. Be where God has told you to be. And then work at it with all your heart under the Lord and not for man. And when you do that with a joyous heart and a good attitude, you're signing yourself up for promotion. It says whoever is doing the best in what they do, they'll serve before kings. Yep. Which means find where you're called to be and what you're called to do. What's your craft? Hone your craft. You need to be instructed. Mm-hmm. So you need instruction and then to hear clearly. So once you're in the sheepfold... As it's written, my sheep hear my voice. So until you're in the sheepfold, you won't hear his voice. You'll be hearing demonic voices in your head, all kinds of crazy stuff constantly. A sheepfold is a perimeter of the protocol of the holy angels and you abiding by it. That's why you must live a repented life inside the sheepfold. If you're outside the perimeter of the sheepfold, you will never be instructed by angels because you're not even in the protocol of beginning to walk with Jesus Christ. So now that you're inside the perimeter, the sheepfold, he can speak instructions to you. When you get these instructions from the master, Jesus Christ, 
Do it thoroughly to the best of your ability in everything and you will be exalted, it is written. Exalted, lifted up out of whatever you're at right now. It can start in the dumpster. It can start in you know the worst situations. I have seen it all already. It does not matter your background or your situation or what you were born into. That matters zero. What matters is the sheepfold, hearing the shepherd, and getting radically obedient into the instructions that the shepherd has given you through his holy angels. That person will rise. That person will go up. That person will find Enoch's ladder. They'll find the stairway in the sky, begin walking on it. But if you can't stay within the perimeter of the sheepfold Mm -hmm. on earth, you will never lift off in your whole lifetime. A lot of you go in and out of the gates of the sheepfold, then you say, oh, I'm a black Mm -hmm. sheep. No, you're just a rebellious idiot. You're just wicked. Mm -hmm. And you love sin sometimes, then you come and cover it up with religion. Repent. Stay in the sheepfold all the time. Otherwise, what did Jesus Christ say of those who went in and out of his kingdom? Something worse is going to happen to you. Each time you leave, it does get seven times worse. The demons are waiting outside the sheepfold to lay hands on you. I've already seen the destruction of thousands of souls. This is true. Jesus never lied to you. The issue is there's so little of the fear of the Lord, people test God to see what they can get away with in rebellion. Like, how much lust can I have and still be around the saved and hear and hear the teachings of righteousness? Zero. Zero. You need to eat perfect food, drink perfect water, and be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. It's mm-hmm. commanded of you. Yeah. And it's not hard unless you love the devil. Right. And you love the stuff that the devil has in the kingdom of hell. That's the only reason why it's hard for some people, because you love Satan. You have to have a hatred for Satan in order to have a fresh oil and anointing to serve God. You have hated wickedness Mm -hmm. and loved righteousness. Therefore, Yadevave has anointed you with fresh Mm -hmm. oil of joy beyond your fellow companions, it is written. Amen! Amen. Remember that root word for the radiance of of God's glory is literally that root word, Zahar, which means to press oil. Amen. And the shepherd is the source of oil, the anointed one and his anointing. And you only get the oil if you get the instruction and get into radical obedience and get energized by that lightning oil that comes mm-hmm. down from Messiah. And you learn to maintain that oil. Mm-hmm. You patch up all the leaks that you are leaking virgins. out. And you come up in the oil. You rise in the anointed one and you grow in the anointing. You grow in lightning. You grow in thunderings. You grow in Torah. You grow with the angels. You grow in the supernatural. You grow in th- into the heavenlies to begin telling people a higher truth. Mm-hmm. Not the lower truth that everyone can preach on Sunday morning to no persecution. Non-on-colonel's ministries. <laughs> Listen, you, you've had enough of that lower truth. Lower truth is not going to help you. You need higher truth that might seem controversial to the lukewarm church. And you're going to need that higher truth. And you know what's going to happen? You're going to separate. You're going to go up the mountain and be there. And guess where the Bible says the glory's at? Only on the top of the mountain, the higher truth. The lower truth just runs down its established doctrine for 500 years. You could be a Lutheran and be like, oh, that's great. Let me shake my hand. I'll do a business deal with you. You go up and you'd be like, well, I'm with the Sadiq in the realms of Mars and Jupiter in the heavenlies and be like, get away from me, you cultist. <laughs> well, it's higher truth. 
and that person just manifested. So are you ashamed of the gospel? Are you ashamed of higher truth? Do you need to water it down to others with lower truth? You've just disqualified yourself from the heavens. You cannot be ashamed of the angels that live in the heavens and their eternal gospel. As it's written, they will preach the gospel of the angels in the mid-heavens. Book of Revelation, it is written. So a lot of times what you have in this lukewarm generation is people with lower gospels that are no longer controversial amongst Christians and everyone accepts it as common truth. So that's what lukewarmness is, is established truth that everyone believes. A hundred million people say, Amen. Now, the higher truth that will get you off the earth into the heavenlies is the only place to be safe. Revelation 12, 12, it is written. You need to be radical about the higher truths. Because only the higher Mm -hmm. truths, the mystical interpretations of truth, are going to help you. Amen. Amen. And Jesus said, what did he say about not being ashamed of him? If you were not ashamed of Jesus Christ before men, he wouldn't be ashamed to mention you by name before the heavenly angels. Mm. But what is Jesus? It's the sapphire stone body of Jesus. So you can just say, I am not ashamed of the sapphire stones of Mm. Jesus Christ, his sapphire stone body. So if you're not ashamed of his actual body in the heavens. We need to come to a place where we're not ashamed of the Kabbalah of of Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. The mystical interpretation of the New Testament, which is the Kabbalah of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Messiah of Israel. Amen. Amen. And to boldly proclaim that to people and smack them in the head with that kind of truth, because what that will do is put lightning right into them. Amen. Because that is the inheritance (laughs) of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Amen. Bless you guys. Thank you for supporting this ministry. Um, We are fixing all kinds of stuff all over the world. We're fixing the situation. Fix it with us. Fix the world. Help us fix everything. Amen? Amen. And get asphyxiated on fixing the problem. We have the answers. You know that we're teaching the truth. Let signs and wonders follow this message for every listener. And if it makes you uncomfortable talking about money, you need mineral level circumcision. Immediately when we switch to the offering and talking about money and finances, something switches in your hearts. You know what that is? A a foreskin Mm -hmm. with a demon spirit, a snake over dust and dirt of areas where you don't have the word working prosperity and success in your lives. It's an area of damnation. So we continue to command everyone to curse Mm -hmm. their poverty demons into the lake of fire. I curse all lovers of Jesus Christ's poverty demons into the lake of fire. Let them be completely cleansed from the uncleanness of poverty. It is sin. It is absolutely a curse. And so we want that curse obliterated for the messianic rewards, the messianic prosperity, the messianic gold, the messianic silver, and the messianic gemstones of believers' rewards to be added to your accounts in the heavens and the earth both. In heaven and earth both. Your inheritance is what? On earth as it is in your heavens. So if we teach rubies, we teach sapphires, we teach emeralds, which is Torah wisdom, the wisdom of the ages, is it valuable only above? No. It's valuable above and below, obliterating all the demons below that are robbing you from your above resources. 
And if you allow them to come down, they'll cleanse you from poverty, mindsets, strongholds. A lot of this stuff in poverty is bloodline curses and DNA. You were just born in a certain caste system. And, and demons over fallen DNA of nations have a contract to keep you at that level of financial gain. You know, it's like, well, my, my dad was a brick builder, so I'm a brick builder, and that's your level. They say you go back to your family business. My dad was at this level of finances, so that's my level of finance. And that's your grid. That's your measurement. Jesus Christ taught in measurements of giving and sowing and reaping. The measure you give will be the measure you receive. Good measure pressed down and running over. It is written. So what is the measurement? It's the DNA. But how many of y'all know the new covenant is now his measurement of Messiah, mm -hmm. King of Israel, King of the Jews, which is a totally different angelic measuring system. If you can give up your DNA, human being, limitations, which most people thus far haven't given up at all. So we need you to repent of your cultural norms, your DNA norms, of what mommy and daddy programmed you with in the flesh and blood in your hearts and bones right now. That's why you're cursed. That's why some of you can't get higher than the, the current level. Then there seems like a cap in ability, a cap in financial success, a cap in all these things, the cap in thinking. Mm -hmm. It's a thinking cap that needs to break off your head for the headship of the king of Israel to come down like a royal crown of his ability burning right through your skull, your brain, your bones, your heart, mm -hmm. and into your liver, oh, wow. changing your potential for success in business. I just, saw some, I just saw the Lord showed me a vision of that. A lot of the potential in speaking and thinking in the way he wants to take you higher is blocked off by religious traditions, mindsets, and verbiage. So when you have on loop, it's a tradition, it's a culture. Christian cultural speaking, the little things, the phrases, you know, the little Christian catchphrases. It's toxic. It is toxic because it has the appearance of good, but it keeps you really dumb. It dumbs you down. You're like, you're supposed to be a lot smarter than that. And you are in your spirit. There's spiritual intelligence, angelic yeah. genius That's in right. your DNA. Everyone born again. God DNA. Born again genius. So all that Christian culture of this is how we're just nice like this and just we talk like this. You got to burn it. Start to hate that stuff that you think is good. Good American Christian culture. Curse those caps. Yeah, curse them. Because it's keeping you from... That's the greatest way to honor your mother and father is mm -hmm. to burn up the curse of the fall mm -hmm. of all the generations of your parents that they gave you mm -hmm. in their bloodlines and now get into the bloodline of Messiah, King of Israel. So we've already talked about the Sephiroth being like Moses' staff, the sapphire stick. It was a part of the Sephiroth. Well, what did it look like when when Aaron threw it down and it devoured Johnny's and Johnberry's staffs? It was mm. in the form of a snake. Yep. When Moses lifted up the serpent on the pole, right? Mm. You're going to need divine dove innocence and serpent wisdom. It says in the word of God to be what? Innocent as a dove, pure as a dove, Blood but wise, wisdom. shrewd, prudent. You need prudence as a serpent, which means what? When you're dealing with the Balaams, when you're dealing with the Johnnies and the Jambres in the marketplace oh, yes. or in religion, mm. they're expecting you to be nice, nice, happy, yeah. clappy. Oh, you're going to take advantage blah, blah, blah. of this Christian sucker. Yeah, exactly. Because you have to be nice. Here's the thing. Have you ever seen, let me give you just a quick little example that's not uh, marketplace related, but it's a similar thing just so you can see it. 
I never hold the door open for demons. <laughs> yeah. When I'm going to leave my, you know, that's a great way to kill She's false knights. She's rude night. to demons. I'm rude to them. You see a demon possessed people coming around, and you can see they wanted to step in front of us. We're leaving to go to Joel's bar, and am I gonna be? You know that the, there's a temptation at the false knights. Oh, you go ahead. Move it or lose it. Lady. Move it or lose it. <laughs> I step in right in front of this group, and the guy, you know, I I didn't turn back. I didn't look to see. I didn't, nope. We're, and why? Because it's an angel construction. Don't you step right in front of them. Yeah. Don't give them any space because that's a demon in that right. vessel right now. This isn't about their feelings the or you being a nice Babylon Christian. looking for anyone they can take nice. advantage of constantly. And as soon as I did that and I Don't stepped out to look like a rude, I, might, I probably look like a rude, arrogant person, like the arrogance of Benjamin, right? The, the holy arrogance of the tribe of Benjamin. Stepping out and gain honor and respect among sorcerers, and they guess don't what? mess with you anymore. I didn't look back, but the dude started coughing and choking, <laughs> manifesting yeah. like crazy. And Brennan said, I didn't look, but Brennan said, because I didn't tell him what was going on, obviously. I'm not going to explain it in front of yeah. these people. But he looked and he saw the guy's head was like contorting. Yep. The dude's cough, it, it's killing this demon. Me just like, nope, we're going ahead. And that's not just something, oh, I'm just going to be arrogant wherever I go. It's Understanding the invisible realm. It'll put out all the magic happening. spells of those oh, augured yeah. around you if or you're like not old nice ladies? to darkness. Like a demon-possessed old lady. <laughs> There's, we got a lot of demon-possessed people around. I, you know, we like to hold the doors open for people. We do that. It's a nice thing. But this one, no. <laughs> I could see it was a demon, demon-possessed grandma, old lady. Mm. And I could see that accusatory spirit and I said you know what I'm gonna kill this thing right now you, don't, you know you don't care for I would have elderly. to stop I would have to stop elderly demons I'd have to stop and turn back and to run to grab to just reach out to hurry up and hold no, you See, know they take advantage dash. of your pity party manipulate mm -hmm. you look it's a handicapped person but the demon is I inside the, door the close handicapped on that grandma. person I'm gonna be honest. I let the door close on that grandma. I'm not gonna turn back and run to dash just because you're. Oh, my hands are well, full of stuff. Well, you slam the door on a handicapped person. Yes. If the handicapped person is it's Satan, you can't practice false love and rise. They'll take advantage of you every step of the way. Now, if you're just going out and all, you're just gonna be a jerk well, to everyone because of righteousness. You have to. It's about understanding who are you dealing with in the invisible realm right now. What is your assignment? Christian Receive niceness is being. Yeah. A subservient mm -hmm. dog to the sorcerers of Babylon the Great. Don't mm -hmm. be subservient dogs. Be mm -hmm. sheep of the great right. shepherd. I'm a sheep. She's a mm -hmm. sheep. We're all sheep. Amen. That, that's what it means mm -hmm. to be inside heavenly Jerusalem is to be the mm -hmm. sheep of his pasture. Mm -hmm. But if you are not being instructed by the great shepherd, mm -hmm. outside the sheepfold is only dogs, mm -hmm. which do whatever they want, and sorcerers that command all and auger all dogs in the whole world. Amen. So don't hold open the door for demons. Amen. It's great wisdom because that Christian niceness, that false love, is how they make you lemmings. Yep. I have watched these wicked sorcerers in Babylon the Great all over the world take advantage of Christian niceness to their own possession of Satan. Mm -hmm. it, what it is, it's a contract with the realm of the dead because you are nice mm -hmm. to the sorcerer. Kindness to the sorcerer. Mm -hmm. Do you see Jacob ever kind to the to Laban? Do you ever see Moses kind to Balaam? This is arch mm -hmm. enemy, life and death. We wrestle mm -hmm. not with flesh and blood oh, only. He only. Didn't go in there and say, "Oh, nice, cool robes, guys. Nice stuff. I like." Only hair. means no. mostly. But right now, business. you have a Christian toxic culture that's kind 
to the sorcerers of Babylon the Great, to their own destruction. This is why so many are sick and poor. You don't understand your sorcerers. You have to understand your sorcerers, then come under the authority of the shepherds. Yeah, when they're trying to guilt trip you, or make you look bad for not practicing false love toward them, mm. it's just temptations to submit to their demons. And I don't care. And that's yeah. it's good because well, well, people are going to think I mean when you're walking in righteousness. Paul it's dealt good. with these sorcerers and acts. He blinded mm -hmm. them. He called them a cursed brood of serpents. Mm -hmm. Your your kindness to warlocks and those who practice the ten forms of Laban's sorcery is an actual contract mm -hmm. to become their dogs. Right. So many of you Christians have to break your contracts. Mm -hmm with sorcerers, that's why they react so negatively to us as mm -hmm. shepherds of Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. Because we come with a different instruction with holy angels, mm -hmm. but since you're already covenanted with sorcerers, you manifest towards us revealing who your overlords are. Right. And that's exactly why the reaction is so negative to Red Letter Ministries. Mm -hmm. You have to break your connections with the sorcerers, then get instructed, instructed by your shepherds, and you'll find mm -hmm. you'll live in the promised land immediately. Mm -hmm. It's your connection to the sorcerers of hell that why you have so many demonic problems. And, and some of you might be thinking, what sorcerers? I don't know who they are. They sneak <laughs> around. You know what they're connected to? Most of you, you're not going to deal directly with sorcerers. Some of you do. Some of them are there's your family, you know. I'm saying, They're you over all the cities. You're monitoring spirits through your friends and family yes. foremost. Those are the ones connected to the sorcerers. The sorcerers, they control the demons. They have the network of monitoring spirits. So it's mm. your monitoring spirits in your family, in your friends, in your coworkers yep. that you have to break that tie to the sorcerers with first, which means you can't care if it's going to be offensive your obedience is going to be offensive to the people closest to you, but if they care about righteousness, they'll get over it and they'll rise with you. So don't care about looking like the jerk. Let the door hit the demon-possessed person. And this old is what Jesus dealt with. They're trying to judgment. trick him with their words. So they're trying to get you into contract mm -hmm. with your words. Just make sure you have that internal integrity through taking it to Torah yep. so your words don't get you bound up into altars of demons like the Corinthian church. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right, bless Good you guys. Reason. Thank you for partnering with this ministry. May you guys have a glorious night. I pray that the angels of heaven would help everyone who loves Jesus Christ rise in elevations higher than their current elevations progress Amen. in their inner man's growth upwards to God's throne. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. We'll see you guys tomorrow.
be that conductor. Be that conductor. Be that conductor, said the Lord. Let it flow through thee to each and every one. Let it flow through thee out to the world. Let it flow through thee to heal the sick, to set the captive free this night. For I'm doing it now. Yes, I'm doing it now. Yes, I'm doing a new thing in thee. So don't concentrate on all the surroundings, but concentrate on me. Well, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it this night. I'm doing it for each one of thee. So take it and run with it and do what I tell thee, and you shall see the victory. You shall see the victory. Tonight, 
Victory! 